This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everyone, this is Carrie Stevens, and I am here to conquer the Shout It Out Loud cast. That's right. Tom and Zeus are in big trouble. Bend over, boys. Carrie's taking over. If you people want a little bit of rock and roll, I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll, shout it out loud! Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud cast. Tom, this is episode 100. <laughs> I can't believe we made it. Unbelievable. Yep. And what a celebration we have. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And we're calling this one Bruce Kulik and Chris Jericho Kiss Draft 8. The Bruce Kulik Draft. How about that intro by Mr. Jericho there? Oh, beautiful. That's 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 what everybody came here to to hear and listen to and uh oh my god, there's a lot more where that came from. Wow. There's a yeah, there's a reason that's in the beginning. You'll hear why in the middle of the episode. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So we definitely want to add this in. So yes. guys, we obviously wouldn't be here without all of your support. So before we get started, let's just say, you know, Let's get it out in the open, and we'll probably say this a bunch of times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With all you loudcasters out there, all KISS Army out there, we so appreciate all your support. You guys have made this fun for us. We're having a blast doing it, and here's to another 100 more, right? Absolutely, and that leads me to something that I wanted to mention a little bit later on in the show, but we'll, I'll mention it right now. Um, I echo the sentiments of, of uh, Zeus right there. But I noticed that today, a lot of you people out there that listen to our show on Spotify, Spotify has done their end of the year wrap up thing where they kind of compile everything that you've listened to, your favorite artists, your favorite songs, and they also keep track of your favorite podcasts. And I have commented and shared a little bit of it on Facebook and Twitter, but you guys reaching out to us and showing us the screenshots from your Spotify saying that the number one podcast that you listened to all year was shouted out loudcast or shouted out loudcast was number two or three. We can't thank you enough for that. It's just amazing. And just this episode 100 is just a celebration of not just the show, but it's the celebration of the fans. And like Zeus said, without you, there would not be an episode 100. So thank you guys. Yeah, we'll get into it. But as usual, we always 
start with the previous episode. We talked about Kiss Masquerade, and we had Neil Davis and Phil Schaus on, and they were awesome. Great fun. I can't wait for Kiss Masquerade. Obviously, the great Bruce Kulick will be on there playing with Todd Kearns, uh, an acoustic set, so I can't wait for that. But um, we always start off with a poll, and what was the poll we did last week? Yeah, so after we talked with uh, Neil and Phil, one of the uh, descriptions to the uh, the event that Phil said was his band was going to play rock and roll over in its entirety. So we thought, okay, what's another album that some of the shouted out loudcasters would want to hear in its entirety? And we kind of took a little bit of a detour because obviously we left out, you know, Destroyer and Love Gun and Harder Than Hell and those albums. So we went with ones that we know that the diehards will love and kind of wanted to see where it would fall. So the options were Dynasty, Unmasked, Music from the Elder, and Lick It Up. I was really surprised at how close this was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with how close this was. But with 30%, Lick It Up was the winner. Okay, but then Dynasty with 29%. Unmasked 28%. And then music from the elder, of course, bring it up the rear with 13%. So pretty much Dynasty Unmasked and Lick It Up all got 30% of the vote, which is a pretty interesting spread there uh, for a poll like that. So I thought that was interesting. It just shows you that uh, KISS fans out there, they like everything or they just have a varied, varied taste uh, like we do. So an interesting one. Yeah, I I, I think I changed my mind about five times on that and then i came to the conclusion i'm just gonna vote for dynasty because all four guys sing so maybe phil's band would pick all four guys would sing i don't know i mean i I love lick it up but the nostalgia in me goes to i want to make up album although lick it up is probably one of my favorite albums yeah, I think the I think the most interesting one would have been music from the elder. Um, but we but after we do the poll, we always talk about some poll comments. So we got some interesting ones here. Um, Uncle Paul he says, "Dudes, gotta go with Dynasty." Twisted Kister says, "When I voted for Lick It Up, it was losing and badly." Unmasked was in the lead. I'm glad to see the tide turning. So Lick It Up it did end up winning barely. Deuce says, as much as I dislike the elder, I'd rather hear that three times before I'm tortured with unmasked. Come (laughs) on, man. Come on. The Australian Fox, our new Twitter friend, Scott Donaldson from uh, Kisteria. He's now on Twitter as the Australian Fox. He says, would have to go with Lick It Up. My band has played Dynasty Unmasked and most of the elder. I would love to hear Not for the Innocent. All right. James Six Star says, I picked Unmasked, but with a three-song encore of Sure Know Something, Escape from the Island, and All Hell's Breaking Loose. Okay, that's, wow. a good way to, that's a good way to cheat. Heavy Mayo says, Dynasty for sure. Tony, our buddy Tony from Restrained, he, this, is, this is the perfect Kiss answer. I chose Dynasty, but ask me again tomorrow. That's pretty much the life of a Kiss fan. So great poll, great comments. And then we can move over to uh, the episode itself, uh, the comments, and... It was I liked I liked the feedback that we got on this because I think a lot of people were excited about a kiss centric uh, event that had a lot of moving parts, a lot of guests, a lot of activity. So Deuce was funny again. He says, great interview, so much passion and excitement from all four of you that I have now jacked up about a live stream. Rock Tiredy, Deep Cuts, Bruce Kulik, and Stuart, all for 12 bucks. I'm in. All right, it's a good way to put it. I like it. 
Uh, I love it's louder. Says the Phil Shouse is the man hyped for this. Steve, our buddy, says another great episode. You guys always manage to bring amazing guests. This looks like a shit hot event with a great lineup, but I'm still waiting for Vinny to announce one. Shonda Han, very cool episode. Interviews with Phil are always interesting. Our buddy Jack Panacchio. <laughs> Talks about Joey Casada and how he wants his theme song reinstated. How somebody commented on that. I uh, said, great episode, guys. I'm honestly excited for Christmas and then the New Year's Eve show. And then uh, our uh, big uh, fan of the show, our buddy Andy from Florida, he says, so cool to hear more details. I can't wait to go. He says, I already got my ticket. So he's actually going to go. And I commented back saying, get checked back with us and let us know, you know how it was being there hands on, because I don't think we know many people that are going to physically be there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, cool event. And that's uh, that's the excitement from Twitter. So on Facebook, none other than Kevin Jepson. Great oh interview. Uh, event should be a blast. I will stream it, but I really wish I could be there in person. And Philip Schaus is seriously the coolest fucker around. Every <laughs> time I see him, he's the best and a phenomenal musician as well. And then Phil responded with an aw. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that's awesome. Rick Rera, who happened to text me, Tom, a direct message last night uh, about uh, the Ripper. And he goes, oh, no, here's another one. <laughs> it sent a photo of the Ripper kind of looking like she was going to, you know, rip one out. <laughs> um, Rick Rera, another great episode. This event looks badass. Can't wait for it. Now back to listening to the new Jerky Boys album. Very proud of you. That's very nice. Yes. That's breaking news. Todd Hughes, the Zeus highlight comment. And who is that smoke show? Uh, <laughs> my wife <laughs> laughing my ass off. Awesome <laughs> episode and looking forward to this great sounding event. That was yeah, awesome. That, that was definitely. I'm glad uh, Neil was a good sport about it. And Phil was dying. But that's usually me. I'll put my foot in my mouth sometimes. Uh, l- listen for it. In the middle of the episode, too. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we, we yeah. Did. And uh, <laughs> Jericho corrects me, and uh, I, I, I did it again. Yep. So that's uh, Facebook. And then on uh, on YouTube, YouTube. Uh, our buddy Marty White writes, sounds like Devereaux sabotaged Neil's connection. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. Anytime we can get a Phantom of the Park reference is just top shelf. Love it. Come on, we got we got to do it. Devereaux. 
Yeah. 617. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to do because usually when it's Kiss Meets the Phantom, it's like Star Child. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the best part of that is the conversation when they're in those big high chairs with those silver gowns on. <laughs> Brains, jeans, brothers, and only child. Ass. <laughs> Easy, Catman. They are serious. And they have guns. And they have guns. <laughs> oh, I don't I know where wait. the lisp came from, but he's not having either. a lisp in the middle I of the can't, I can't wait! For, I can't wait for the Phantom episode. Oh my yeah. god! Absolutely. So we'll push that episode aside, please. Everybody, kiss Masquerade live and streaming worldwide, December eighteenth and nineteenth in Florida. If you can make it out there, make it out there. It's going to be full of tons of people there. Rick Derringer, Jean Beauvoir, Bruce Kulick, and Todd Kearns are going to be streaming in a live and unplugged set list. Enough's yep. enough. The Talisman, Phil Shouts, they're playing rock and roll over the whole album. There's going to be a ton more events. There will be vendors there, all sorts of stuff. Don't forget Kiss Masquerade. Uh, I believe you can go to, what is it, kissmas2020.com for Correct. all details. Kissmas2020.com, all details. Yep. Uh, Tom, that is last week's episode. What's going on in Kiss World? So it's it's been a quiet week, you know. Everybody is still, um, you know, kind of excited and uh, strong opinions on both sides about the New Year's Eve streaming event. We've ta- we've covered that. Uh, you guys have uh, talked about your opinions on that. But in terms of just straight news, um, nothing really today. There was some sad news from the from the Kiss family. Uh, Kiss's official social media tweeted out today that they it said we are saddened by the passing of our longtime friend and kiss bus driver ron the bear jones rest in peace he always kept us laughing and only a man that tall could have a heart that big our deepest sympathies to his family and friends and then of course gene retweeted that with a quote that said warm it up bear with a sad face emoji so that must be probably something that they would say to you know to get the bus going you know warm it up bear or whatever so, uh, again, Gene wearing his heart on his sleeve, very emotional when it comes to people in the Kiss family. So, uh, condolences to uh, the Jones family and, uh, and the, you know, the Kiss army and the people that were friendly with them. Yeah. Paul, he didn't say anything on that, but, you know, not yet. Not but yet. Paul did do something this week, which, you know, which is like getting me to think he's coming around. He's coming around. Um, he posted, retweeted Bruce's awesome Asylum uh, video where Bruce yes. actually talked. He talked about it in our episode coming up. You'll hear about it. Uh, the Who, where they performed The Who's Won't Get Fooled Again. And then Paul retweeted it. Bruce even said it to us like he never really does that. Yep. And he was really proud of it. How original back then. Think about how insane it is for us to imagine them doing something spontaneous like that. Like, hey, let's fucking play it tonight. Yeah. All three members sang, except for Bruce. Eric Carr sang a a, a verse. Gene did. Paul did. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. And if people aren't sure what, what we're talking about, 
as as Bruce did with his Hot in the Shade tour memories video, he he published the uh, the Asylum because it was the anniversary of the Asylum tour. So what Zeus was just referring to was the video that he put together with fan fan footage video and then soundboard audio to the band doing Won't Get Fooled Again. Um, and it was it was just very impressive. And and Paul retweeted it and said, Bruce posted this. He put live fan footage together with his soundboard tape. This is the Bruce, Eric Carr, me, and Gene lineup killing it on the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again. Awesome job, Bruce. And um, Bruce was very uh, excited about that. You know, he had some comments about that. So that was uh, that was interesting to say uh, to see from Bruce. And that was a great video. Those tour memory videos are just awesome. So I hope there's a lot more where those came from. And I'm sure there will be. Yeah. So we're trying to keep it a little bit shorter and sweeter because the main part of this episode and what you guys want to hear is what's coming up. Let's like, you know, let's get the background here. Sure. We've been talking to Bruce for quite some time. And, you know, sure, we'd love to have had him on earlier. But how much better is it that we got him on for our 100th? Along the way, Mr. Chris Jericho, and I must say this, helped tremendously. Yes. Um, we, we say this before, you know, we all kidding aside, we joke with Chris and, and things like that. But he really has been a friend to this show. Yeah. He has gone out of his way to help us. Never mind the, the hilarious text exchanges we constantly have. The, you know, the insults, the laughing, the stupid inside jokes we were starting to get with him. But, you know, he was the first one. Like, did you talk to Bruce? Okay, let's, uh, here you go. Let's set this up. Tell Bruce I want to be involved with this. Let's get this going. I mean, just like he did with the uh, Kiss March non-makeup madness tournament, and he got a bunch more people involved, he did the same for this. He wanted to make sure our 100th episode went great. And what better way, not only just Bruce, but Chris, Chris got, in my opinion, Bruce to open up a lot more than he's probably used to. And Bruce got, felt comfortable with us. And I must say this. I don't care if it's bragging or what. I have yet to hear Bruce give this much detail in this much information in any other interview form. And Tom, we talked about this. And you're so right. We're like, you know what the best way to have Bruce to get involved about his era and to talk about it? A kiss draft where every song that we mention, he'll keep maybe he can give a little quick story. We didn't even ask him to do that, did we, Tom? We did not. And what we hoped for, what I hoped for that we had talked about before we even like went live and everything was i said this the perfect scenario here would be for us to pick songs in the draft and then just have bruce kind of be like oh yeah well you know back when we did this you know the solo and that's what he gave us and you guys are going to hear that it was just it was everything we could have hoped for and more yes obviously having bruce on here was a thrill and having Jericho on here was a thrill. Jericho adds his humor. Jericho, as Zeus said, made Bruce feel comfortable with us. But Bruce opening up and telling stories about almost every song we drafted and talked about. You know, he had a, he had a little bit more to say than other songs. He gave some really interesting tidbits. And I mean, really interesting tidbits. There are stories that he lays in this episode that I haven't heard. And he actually puts his phone up 
I'm sorry, but we were kind of laughing, and and Chris scolded us a little. Fucking hilarious! Oh, you'll, you'll hear, hear it. it. You'll hear but it. Listen for it. I I never heard this. I never knew it. He has it on his phone, and he played it for us. Yep. You guys will be able. You're gonna have to listen up. You guys will be able to hear it. I've never heard of this, and it's a one of a kind. Can't wait for you guys to comment on it. There's a lot of tidbit and information that Bruce opened up about that I've never heard. I know Tommy's never heard. Even Chris was like, "What?" Yep. It's awesome. So it's it's one thing to just have Bruce on, just Bruce, and being his the the gentleman that he is, and the you know a member of Kiss. He was he was that and then some. And he was also just as nice as he seems. He oh, was yeah. the same way off. Yep. Same way. Yep. Gentleman, class act, funny, down to earth. You can tell he has a admiration and respect and love for KISS fans. He appreciates that we appreciate him. He really enjoys it. It showed. That was a that's a huge thing too that comes through. He is so appreciative and grateful for his fans. And he knows how much his fans appreciate him and love his era. And he embraces that and doesn't take advantage of it and doesn't take it for granted. Um, so before we drop this and, and let you guys enjoy this, it's just funny how when you hear the recording, so the four of us are talking and Jericho's doing his thing. And we're like, we haven't even hit record yet. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? So then all of a sudden, Zeus just hits record. So when you hear this, we're in the middle of ranting and raving. It's fucking yeah, it's He's great. like, what are you, an amateur? You hit record as soon as you go on and go, I'm not going to record without saying to you guys I'm recording. He's right. like, what the hell's wrong with you? You got to get it. You missed all the good stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Anyway, but usually before we get into all this stuff, we got to tell you about something along the way our little sponsor and we'll be as polite as possible because you know which it's we're getting into the holiday spirit we don't want to get too crude yet not yet yeah this will be the most crude free episode maybe <laughs> but yeah it, it, it it's the holiday season and uh we always talk about our sponsor adamandeve.com uh you want to check them out because promo code loudcast is going to give you a ton of free stuff maybe some of those things could be stocking stuffers who knows but you buy what you you grab you grab the items that you want, put them in your cart on the website. You put them anywhere that, you want. Well, you could do that too. You use that promo code Loudcast at checkout. You're gonna get free shipping, six free spicy videos, a free gift for you, free gift for your partner, a free gift for the two of you, all kinds of extra add-ons. Uh, it, it's great. And again, we say it's the holiday season. Everybody's feeling uh, in you know lovey. You know, the new years are rolling around. People can't wait to get 2020 behind them. What way to what better way to ring in the new year than with a little gift basket from adamandeve.com? So check them out and use promo code loudcast. You might be able to get the Paul Stanley sailor hat from the uh, all night video at adamandeve.com. I don't know if the promo code will give you that, but you might have to pay full price for that one. Yeah. Yeah. If you're paying full price for that, you're definitely getting fucked. Sorry. <laughs> There you go. But anyways, let's get back to the what, why everyone is uh, going to be tuning in today. This is our interview with Chris Jericho and Bruce Kulik and our KISS draft that we've done. This is our eighth draft. 
And what a better way to do a draft than to say it's the Bruce Kulick draft. And the Bruce Kulick draft consists of songs from the albums, Asylum through Carnival of Souls. And Bruce himself is drafting himself. So Bruce Kulick, Chris Jericho, Bruce Kulick draft. Take it away. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. 
the debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. We were all, we, we were on fire for that, man. Well, well we're, 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 we're recording now. He's always now, on so. camera. Chris is always on camera, so he knows this shit. We're amateurs. You're right. You're right. Mr. Showbiz. I think this intro, I think this, I think, I think the cold opening is actually a better intro for our <laughs> listeners. They just, they, they're going to tune in and just hear the chaos here. That's better than a formal intro. It's yeah. chaotic. Yes. Yes. It's, it's great. But, but Zeus, maybe we should just tell people exactly what's happening here so that they don't tune in and we're like, what the hell am I walking into as they usually do when they hear wow. us? All right. So what, this is our 100th episode. We have our best guest that we've ever had on the show, Mr. Chris Jericho. And then we topped it off. Sorry, Chris, with their even better guest, Bruce Kulik. Oh, better one. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So we uh, we so have Bruce and Chris for a Bruce Kulik kiss draft. Yeah. No, be- no better way to celebrate episode 100. Guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. Um, this is going to be a blast. Chris, Bruce, we're, we're thrilled and honored to have you guys be a part of episode 100. So this is going to be a great time. Cool. It's probably the greatest moment of my life. Um, I could tell. I can and, tell. Uh, you know what, Chris? I think we may. I think. I think we may have to release the video just so people can see the reaction on your face and the excitement that you have right now for this. Well, I'm still trying to. Pr- I forgot that you guys gave me a bunch of songs. So I know them all off by heart, anyways. But I have to keep track of what everybody else is picking. So I think for- the funny. I think the funny thing for me right now is Bruce the Bruce Kulik draft. Um, I actually texted Chris earlier this morning saying, like, I don't even know how this works. Can you explain it to me? And he left me a lovely, you know, personal message, actually. I, I saved the audio. It was fun. Well, the thing, yeah, because forward to this. This, is, Bruce, this should be great. Bruce was involved in the, in the, uh, the Sweet 64 Kiss. Uh, what was it called? Did you guys oh, the, the, oh, the, the non-makeup madness tournament, the brackets. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce also asked me about that one, too. So. You know it's bad if I'm the sports expert because I know fuck all about sports, but at least I knew enough to explain to Bruce what it was. <laughs> you're you're a little closer to sports than I am yeah. with your wrestling fame, but <laughs> but thank you, I did understand it better. And uh, let's begin. This looks like fun. All, all right. right, now before we begin on this, there's a question I have to ask. So I put the songs from the Bruce Kulick Kiss era, starting with the Siling, ending with. Carnival of Souls. I also put a list of miscellaneous. And these are the songs that Bruce, I, I found that you have some sort of credit on. And there were two songs from Animalize. There were right. a few songs from Cycle Circus. I also well, put yeah. like Sword and Stone. Really minimal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. We can include those or we can exclude those in this draft. It's, I, it's I saw that draft. I, I don't think really. I need to. We need to add in that those okay. ten, those extra ones. You know, perfect. Okay. That's fine. That's so fine. So we're sticking to Asylum through Carnival of Souls. Correct. 
Yeah, perfect. I would prefer that because even though there's some of those I like, but I don't like them more than some of my body of work. Absolutely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so we're going to do this um, draft-wise. It goes, um, Bruce, since it's your first time on our show, you will get the first pick, then Chris, then Tom, then me. And it's going to go like a snake. It comes back that I get two picks because I'm the last. And then Tom, then Chris. And then you, Bruce, with two picks in a row. Got it. And then, and then, and then everybody's going to make a ten a ten song set list. And then uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun, kind of enjoying each other's picks and uh, maybe uh, teasing each other about certain picks. Who knows where we land? Okay. So that ten song thing will be the ones that we from this going around. And, and yes. Right. Okay. Yep. And I'll right, so we'll post it afterwards, and we'll have it as a poll, and we'll see whose song list is favored by our fan i mean i got a feeling somebody i know is gonna win but that's okay (laughs) what's the winning i I didn't understand how how does someone win so it's for this this is just you know this is just fun there's no winner right but you said win when i said (laughs) i'm a competitive bastard i will put this up on social media on twitter oh and that would be a win and then and there'll be a poll and i'll and we'll let all the listeners and we'll hopefully you guys will spread it out there Who's who's picks? Who picked the best ten song list? Right, got it. Okay, yeah, we'll figure so, it out. Yeah, so Bruce, you have the first pick okay. in the Bruce <laughs> the Bruce Kulik Kiss Draft. What well, song are you choose, picking? Yeah, I'm going to choose Tears of Fallen. Oh, wonderful! Because it's a highlight for me with my guitar solo and taking a shower in the video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you hate Bruce. You laugh when I was younger. Yeah. And I was listening to that. I was imagining myself in the shower with a guitar playing like that, too. You, you'd be surprised how many Kiss fans were thinking that way. I bet. I bet. Did, oh, you yeah. imagine, did you imagine Bruce is in the shower with you? Uh, that's what I uh, thought he was going to say. actually Paul. I was hoping Paul would jump in. Paul. Yeah, that, that's a better choice. <laughs> yeah, and everything. And, you know, be nice. It'll, be, it'll look nicer. So yeah. that's a great pick. Chris, you're up, buddy. Oh, I'm second. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wow, this you know, as you know, this is my favorite era of Kiss, so it's it's hard to choose. But I'll uh, I'll jump in with Unholy. Oh, God. Right. You, you know, you're lucky that I love you because that was going to be my number one pick. But it's a draft. What does it matter? I don't care I if you know. love me or hate me. It's a draft, yeah, man. Yeah, it's on my list too. Okay. Yeah, with that with that song off of uh, it's probably my favorite un you know non makeup song, and Bruce's your, your solo on that is just just it's, it's, absolutely it's an aggressive spe- one. Yes. Well, it, once, it, once again, for me, the reason why I always loved Unholy is because being, you know, uh, an 80s Kiss fan, Paul's songs were always the single. Uh, yes. they, they were always the videos. So yep. when they've been gone for a few years and then you see the Revenge poster all dressed in leather and everyone looks cool, kind of finally got through the, the neon 80s era. And then Riff starts and then it was so heavy. And then when Gene started singing, because they showed the video on Much Music in Canada, I was almost disappointed at first. I was like, it's a Gene song? No! Right. And then halfway through, you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And then afterwards, you realize this is the return of Gene Simmons, quote unquote, to Kiss. And what was the second song that came out from the Revenge push? The second video? It was Domino, right? Right. So yeah. now, if, you're, if you're Paul Stanley, what's your opinion of that? I'll tell you, because I asked him, he said... <laughs> I don't think it was the right decision. Right, right. <laughs> of course, we came back with uh, just wanna. I yeah. Just wanna. 
but there was a it was a big brouhaha. I'll use that weird word. <laughs> really yeah. interesting. All right. Well, well, those can are I... Cool songs. I mean, look, I yeah. think Paul had great stuff, uh, and we did every time I look at you as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but to have the first two, if you're right, Domino was second. Uh, yeah, it was it was it's... probably probably politically a little stressful. You know, because those guys, they are a competitive balance, though. And, and, and But up through most of my era, Paul was clearly at the helm. Right. And, and in charge, you know, because Gene was just uh, without the makeup and everything. And he had his other aspirations, business and acting and all that. But and thank, thankfully, you know, Paul handled it quite well. But with Revenge, we're working with Ezrin. You know, it's, it's a whole nother animal. God gave two. That became a video. So we did mm. a lot of them from that, that yep. effort from Revenge. Yeah. This is one of my favorite records, actually. Of course. Absolutely. Okay, next? Uh, all right, I'm next. So I wasn't expecting Chris to take Unholy with with uh, his number one pick, so it caught me off guard. But speaking of revenge, I'm going to stick with revenge, and uh, I am going to go with I Just Wanna. Wow, okay. Here we go, and I just mentioned that one. Yep. Um, anything off revenge is going to rise to the top. I mean, I love, I love the entire era here. So it's really easy pickings for me, but, um, between the video, just the song itself. And again, and again, the, these solos on revenge are just, just so spectacular to me that I like one of the, and, and the, in the production on that album, it's just one of the reasons why I just, I just mm-hmm. love everything about it. So cool. Zeus, you're up buddy. Number one pick. I, I almost feel bad picking this Bruce. No, but, forever no it was on my list yeah i mean i feel bad that i'm stealing it from you but the solo come on everybody talks about that and no no one's been able to hear it in these first four when people give me like you know you know maybe they they have some understanding of my career with kiss but it's it's something i love to brag about the fact that i could be the lead guitarist who could be that guy from the track that chris picked and unholy a very aggressive metal wah wah whammy bar solo and then i'm sitting with an acoustic guitar playing a very jimmy page you know um spanish ish you know yep. um, memorable solo that people get married to on an acoustic guitar so for me that's a huge win you know yep. I mean, huge spectacular that, that that that's yep. that's so that solo was just epic so that's zeus funny. Z- I, I just oh. want to use a slide which is something at times you know, <laughs> yeah which i'm not really a slide player but i could fool around with it Live, oh yeah, I was petrified using it, but we didn't do it much live. But and I don't even—I think I imitated it. I don't even think I used it. But anyway, it, these are these are great. And tears, I always think, is just that melodic and flash solo. That, but I have to—I'm always connecting the video to it. So mm-hmm. yep. it's, it's special for me. So well, Zeus, right. ba- Zeus, back to you. We're going to swing back around. So Zeus, you you pick again, and then we swing back around right. to Bruce. I always say there's a fine line of Paul Stanley '80s cheesy sex lyrics yep. and if you watch out you end up on the bang bang you side but if you do it right <laughs> you end up with let's put the x in sex i yeah. fucking love that All song right. that was on my list too i wow. love that song it yep. is such a cool and the, just the lyrics just the right amount of cheese and it's perfect except the video i don't know who and i know paul complained about who picked the girls off for these videos Sure, all lovely ladies, but they just don't look like girls in a kiss video. Yeah, it was done by a, um, for some reason, and Paul is a great, you know, dresser with his clothes. He's very fashionable. He knows all the good designers. And obviously we had, you know, help for tours, but there was a theme for that. Somehow 
I don't know why, though, but he chose a lady that that was more in the fashion district and, and you know, with like kind of and, and the models and the girls were not the rock people. They were yep. the models. OK. And and I, I, I agree that 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 went the wrong way. I mean, the only thing interesting was some of the buildings having those X um, <laughs> yeah. that was yep. down by the World Trade Center. I actually think those buildings might not have survived the uh, 9-11, actually. But but that's wow. th- that that part of it. Uh, was interesting, but yeah, the girls were the wrong choice compared to the uh, earlier videos I did that yeah. had the girls in it. Yeah, Tom. Nice. All right, so I got to give some uh, some more love to uh, Hot in the Shade. I'm wearing my Hot in the Shade shirt here. My, it was the fir- first first Kiss show I ever saw. Bruce Hot in the Shade, 1990. Love the album. Love the tour. And uh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Hide Your Heart. All right, that was on my list too. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I got love a funny it. story with that. You, you know, oh, you tell. Son, um, Evans, very talented guitar player. You know, he's a yeah. great musician, really good. And even when he was young, he was playing guitar really well. Wow. And I remember Paul calling me um, and saying like, hey, Evans working on, you know, Hide Your Heart and can, can you help him out? This is before like people doing Skype lessons and things like yeah. that. So I'm yeah. just talking to him on the cell phone, you know, and going, no, no, you're on the ninth and seventh fret <laughs> and you play, hear the riffs, you know, and I'm actually like explaining it to him, you know, I thought that was nice. so, so much fun, you know, that's awesome. The fact that his kid took a real liking to it and wanted to know the riff. So, Oh yeah. But, but a cool, cool track. And it, I don't care how many other people covered it to me. There were other good versions, but I still think um, Paul delivering it is always the win. Okay. Oh, no exactly. doubt. No yep. doubt. Yep. yep. Exactly. Chris, back to you, buddy. Um, I'm going to choose the song that uh, Bruce and I played on together in quarantine, heart of Chrome. Oh. Oh, beautiful. Speaking of quarantine, yes, that was amazing. Between No, No, No and Heart of Chrome, love that you guys picked like real deep cuts. They came out just amazing. The cool thing was, I don't think I told you this, Bruce, is that No, No, No actually got to 25 on the on the charts, so cool. which I think makes it the, the highest charting single from the Crazy Nights record. <laughs> yeah, I, sent, I sent that to Paul and he, he texted me back with a barfing emoji. Oh, uh, wow. Very competitive. But, but I, it, you know, I even saw a thread that happened where they were all, they were sharing the two, you know, because like, uh, Gene obviously was very flattered by that. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing it with me through the guy that works for them for social media. And, and I'm like, but before I even get a chance to respond, I remember, then Paul sends back like, yeah, and they did Heart of Chrome. You, you, you know, <laughs> And I swear to you, I love that because they, Chris, they, they were like territorial about about the of course their choices, yep. and I think that's cool. But um, uh, obviously, I just kind of stayed out of it and just said, "Have a good weekend, guys." <laughs> but, you know what am I going to say? Yeah, I love, right. You know, well, first of all, ter- terrific players, Pete yeah. as well. Yeah. I know they're. I've gotten very close with all three of them, especially Joe. You know, guitars, guitar players, and nerds. You yes, know, of course, out with gear and stuff. And I hooked them up. He's he's like a, now the country rock golden child for ESP guitars. Actually, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, wow. so Joe and I chat a lot, and we, you know, but but what he did on No 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 was unbelievable. You know, and oh, yeah. I was just like blown away. So you got all that talent, and it's something to be proud of, and it's something I've been proud of. So thank nice. you for that invitation. Well, one, I'm glad you guys are digging it. One awesome. of the cool things quickly was uh, I sent that to Paul, and I said, you know, just like you said, Paul Paul Paul's very direct. He doesn't. Uh, no. He doesn't, you know, exaggerate. And he basically he goes, dude, you nailed it. That was great. Because I said, this is a high-ass melody. He goes, if you can do it in the right melody in the right key, 
then you got something going and he said, you nailed it. So that was pretty cool to yep. hear from, from him. You know, so. Nice. All right. So, so, so Bruce, we're back to you with bat. You get two picks in a row. I get two. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm going to go one. I mean, not that someone else might not have picked it, but it meant so much to me. I'm going to say I walk along. Oh, nice. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Of course. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Great song. It was, was, it was, it was, not, it was, it was nice to see you getting, uh, you know, finally getting a, a vocal, especially on the, on the, on that, on that album. So, uh, but, but, but which I love. You guys should know it was, it was not actually ever meant to be. Okay. Oh, it was okay. a Bean song. I just kept doing the demo and worked on it and worked on it. Cause Gene and I refined it. And then I got, you know, kind of, uh, clever with the backward stuff and the flip, you know, just doing a lot of things, taking a bridge from a different version and turning it upside down and all that crazy stuff that I explained in those videos on my YouTube channel. But, yep. but honestly, um, it was Toby Wright who, who was uh, producing us, who said, look, um, no, G- Bruce has got to sing that. You know what I mean? Now he didn't know about the reunion tour yet. Oh, oh. but he just kind of felt, I guess, I guess he knew he was a big kiss fan even the makeup era and all, of course. And then I think he thought, you know, having, having someone else sing a song is important and this and whatever. So yep. I, I didn't realize how prophetic the lyrics were, but you know, I walk along because <laughs> I, the record barely came out, you know, it just, just like, right. okay, I got to I got to pick a second one, right? Yes. Oh dear. There's so many good ones. He uh, says how pathetic the lyrics are. Bruce, you've heard some of the other kiss songs, right? He said, he said prophetic, prophetic. Oh, I thought you said pathetic. <laughs> no, prophetic. Bruce, don't say you so short, buddy. No, no, no. And he wrote the lyrics with a very kind of singular, that, that kind of like, you know, uh, you know, some, some guy is just like socially weird sitting in a corner. He, yep. he was, he loved that Trent Reznor loved him. And oh, he yeah. admired some of what was going on with those bands too. And he loved um, Radiohead at the time. And there was that song. I'm a loser, you know, yeah, back, yeah. and then there was like, oh, yeah. creep, you yep. know what I mean? And, and, and so Gene was identifying with this like kind of dark, kind of lonely soul, because instead of being the war machine or the, or the God of thunder or whatever, you know, the demon kind of things. So you know, lyrically, he looked at that as like, you know, I, I, there's, there's lyrics in, I mean, there are lines in that, that of course you're still standing up for yourself, but you yep. don't see me, you don't know me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm me, you know, and Gene is very, right. he, he is an island. He doesn't really socialize, you know, he, but, but he's a, he has a tremendous, um, not only talent and brain, but, but he's actually really kind and generous, but he's not like, you know, I could see a lot of the things in his lyrics are parts of him. He's really, yep. he's a man of a thousand faces. <laughs> 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 exactly. All right. So my other choice, I mean, there's so many good ones I want to say. But I'm going to go with something that I felt, even though, you know, I was a little incorrect in a way saying that the Who won't get fooled again, which exploded on the Internet, thankfully, um, was the only cover song of my era, really, in a way. But the lyrics were changed and certainly our production. God gave rock and roll to you, too. It's just such a fantastic song, I feel, that represents the band uh, in, in a strong way, especially the arrangement from Ezrin. And just the vocals trading off between Gene and Paul and my solo and the harmonies and the breakdown, which features Eric Carr, even though it was Eric Singer playing drums by then on that track. So that song's always it's it's been the anthem for my era. So I, I hope you guys respect that I chose that one. Okay. Absolutely. No, no doubt. No, a lot of people don't realize that it is a cover song. Yes. Yep. 
But yep. if you listen, have you, Chris? You you you'd crawl up in a ball if you listen to the lyrics. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hippie like little very hippie. Stuff. Yeah, they're really hippie. Paul used to love to make fun of that. But but when Argent came up with that and and that 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 guy wrote it, then that hippie dippy stuff was fine. But that's sure. Not Kiss. We've never been hippy dippy. You know. And, yeah. And you don't, you don't, let me ask you a quick question, Bruce. Something that I never thought of. When you do a cover song, obviously, you know, there's, there's, you know, you pay royalties and rights, fees, and all that stuff. When you do a cover song, do you have to get permission to change the lyrics? Yes, they did. Gotcha. Especially knowing it's coming out on a Kiss. Uh, right. You know, now, obviously, when, you know, the publishers of Kiss and the management contact the whoever owns, you know, and the artist uh, of, of, the, of the writing, you're not going to say no. You'd have to be like maybe a Howard Hughes freak. Right. Say, no, you can't do it. You know what I mean? So you're going to say, you know, go ahead and do it because it's going to be a lot of coin for them and a lot of exposure for yep. that songwriter and or band that it's connected to. But uh, yeah, you do. You do. You know, Makes especially sense. if you're changing lyrics. You know? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Chris, you're up, buddy. Um, wow. There's, there's so many cool ones to choose. There are. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go with um, a song that I feel, and I've spoken to Paul about this, had you guys had much more of a radio push, could have been like a, a living on a prayer type level hit, and that's Turn on the Night. Yes. Yeah. It's on I, I think it's such a great tune. It's super catchy. Uh, it's perfect for that era. Obviously, people now go, there's so many keyboards or whatever, but that's what was hot at the time. And I just think, you know, if you guys would have had a little more of a radio push, that song could have been much bigger. Yeah, we never did it live, but when I've done it with, you know, my boys. So yeah. People yeah. go nuts. People love it. They yeah. love X and Sex, too. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because people never get to see those live, like I you know. said. You know, know. yeah. Yep. Well, we did, a, we did a summer draft. Me and Tom made a list of songs that Kiss could blast in the summer that would really work. I think me and Tom both picked, not knowing, Turn On The Night is number one. Oh, totally. Like, I, I think that song works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially good, good our, our era. Yep. yep. No, it's, it's, a great, it's a great anthem. It's a, it's a great upbeat party song. I was song. featuring it a lot in that video I did regarding <clears throat> the guitar I used in the video. You know? yep. And then I played a little bit of the solo. But, um, I, again, you know, why we didn't include that in the set. We had the offstage keyboard, the bad things. It, it yeah. Work. Yep. But yep. It just, there's, there was a lot of songs like that. I was like, how come we never got around to that? You know, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It lives on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So for me, so I'm going to go back to revenge. People that listen to this show, they know I love revenge and they know that I love this song. Uh, It was never a hit. uh, But again, the song is heavy. It rips. It's got another killer solo by you, Bruce. And I I love it. And that is thou shalt not. Mm. Right. Yeah. I I love that song. The groove of that song, the, the, the pace of the song. Gene sounds terrific. Um, Eric just driving that. And then again, Bruce, yeah. just, just another real aggressive, heavy uh, solo. And I just love it. Trick question then about uh, any of you guys know, I hint at a, um, yes. a classical piece in there. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what it's called, but every time I hear it, I I, I'm yes. It what is it? Chris? Hall, Hall of the Mountain King. Yes. Yes. yes oh, sabotage. It's, it's, no, it's not sabotage. It's like a Wagner <laughs> piece or something. Yeah. I actually, when I was on Dancing with the Stars, they did an orchestra week and that's the song that they gave me was a uh, Hall of the Mountain King. And I was oh, like, Oh, cool. This is just like Bruce Kulick's solo yeah, from Al Shabbat. Yes. Well, no, no, Chris, the reason, the reason I said sabotage is because we have a lot of friends who love sabotage. Of course. Oh, King. That's the beginning. 
Yep. Love it. Oh, Love wow. it. All right, Zeus, two picks for you in a row, buddy. All right. It's always a lot of pressure when I get it. Two in a row. Um, all right. Chris took Tom, turn your camera on, man. My camera is on. I think oh. Skype's cutting out. It's happening to you guys, too. Every, every once in a while, the camera cuts out. But I, I see all three of your handsome faces. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. So another one of those, you know, cut the fine line. Let's put the X in F. Perfect sex lyrics. Best groove. Best song when I watch Kiss Confidential. I know my friends love watching it. Yep. And that's Take It Off. Oh, that nice. song kicks ass. I don't think Paul would be caught dead doing that shit on stage now with <laughs> girls and taking tops off, strippers all walking around. But holy Christ, when me and Tom were in college and we'd watch those tapes over and over again, Take It Off was a, definitely a favorite. Cool. Oh, I, that that is that is Paul's lyrical masterpiece. If you talk oh, about yeah. sex lyrics, we quote that <laughs> constantly. Oh yeah, totally. You know, the, that we go to parent meetings. We help the you know the fellow mothers in the group are like you know wave your panties in the air and all that stuff. Oh come on! You know, there's a connection to my "Won't Get Fooled Again" thing because that song has that gun da da da. But, uh, oh yes. Yep. Oh, oh nice. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah right. totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you're so right. Yep. Didn't even yep. think of that. I mean, wow. Oh man. Once again, influenced by who? You know, and I oh. forgot actually. Even though this post was real important that I just did with the video, um, that that they were doing that, they still have that who thing in the show, but only like a part of it. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yes. During looking up. Look, which yep, is, look yeah, it up. Which is why that's a great connection because I remember when I saw that I was kind of like, wait a minute, I know that. Yeah. You know, you, you know what I mean. But but um, yeah, was I, cool. I love it when all the years connect and I've been part of even the current things. You know. I was just going to say too, Bruce. We we spoke about it briefly before uh, Zeus forgot to press record. Um, <laughs> the coolest thing about "Won't Get Fooled Again" is how you guys play that intro, which is it's yeah. by the Who is keyboards, yeah. but you yep. guys did almost like a rock bottom thing with. Two separate guitars harmonizing yeah. in and out. That was a very much of a Stones type of a no thing. No idea how we came up with that. All I know is it kind of worked. I know I used to sometimes imitate by playing double notes um, and and getting the movement, uh, but but it, it it does and it works like like the intro shout out loud where there's just simple notes, but yeah. one's moving, the other one's not. Yeah, it, it's it's it was awesome, great. You know, so it worked. I I and I. I don't know. I, the reaction's been incredible, and I'm so happy for that. Oh, because yeah. There was always a part of me that was wondering, wait a minute, we're doing a Kiss song, I mean, a, a cover tune, and we're Kiss, you know, but, but then again, I know the, the, the message of that song and the and the power of the Who. And yeah, I'm, it was great. Nice. Well, Zeus, Zeus, Zeus right, back to you. Second one there? Uh, yep. All right, so my second pick is a deep cut for me and Tom, but I know he loves this, so I know I'm stealing it from him. And I, it's part of a trifecta of songs on Hot in the Shade yes. that for some reason never get played and don't get the love. But there's such awesome three songs on Hot in the Shade that I wish they would give more love to. But the first of these I'm going to take is You Love Me to Hate You. Wow. I love that song. Paul's vocals on that are incredible. Love Zeus, that song. Zeus and, I, Zeus and I are huge champions of the Hot in the Shade album. Huge champions. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'll have to consider that one for the next cruise. To perform. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you Love Me to Hate You is, believe me, it is a fan favorite of a lot of people that uh, follow our podcast. They know how much we love it. It's right. awesome. Yeah. And you know Todd can sing it. It's, he, it's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. No, he can sing it. Yep. 
All right. Well, since Zeus started the trend of the uh, our our trifecta from Hot in the Shade, I'm going to continue with that, and I'm going to take Silver Spoon. Wow. <laughs> uh, another another great just uh, another great chorus and another great melody. Um, you know, it, it, that album. I know some people, a lot of especially our fans and some of our close friends, they're very passionate on both sides of that album. Um, you know, some people say, "Oh, it's got 15 songs, whatever." Other people say, you know, production, whatever. I love it. I think it came out at the right time for Kiss, um, and I, I'm just a huge fan of it. I also have a special place for it because it was the first tour, the first out, al- the first time I saw Kiss in 1990 on that tour. So anything off that album, I'm a fan of. All right. Well, now I'm writing. I'm getting my my next year's cruise, you know, medleys together right now. Nice. <laughs> There you well, go. I, I'm I'm already booked on the cruise. I'm still trying to convince Tom. The fact that both of you guys are on the cruise, I I'm pumped. I'm I know pumped. now I'm feel now now I'm getting pressured here because everybody on this podcast right now is on the cruise except for me. So maybe I'll have to. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Number four. I'll take your third one. I know it's going to be King of Hearts. Put that oh, in there yeah. first. King of, King of Hearts. I think King of Hearts is my favorite song on uh, on Hot in the Shade. I mean, forever, forever, obviously is is the hit, but. King of Hearts is the one to me. It's just the melody, the chording on that, the yep. the chorus. It's just great. Paul's yes. vocal. There you go. That's the medley. Those three. You know. That's like, it, man. Oh. In honor of shout it out loud. You know. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that would right, be fucking so, kill. So Bruce, we're back to you with two picks in a row. All right. So I'm gonna go a little a little wild and and go to. Jungle. Nice. Yes. My picks. Carnival of Souls. Yes. Carnival of Souls. Love it. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to skirt back to my early days and put in King of the Mountain. Ooh, nice. Oh, that's a fan favorite. Wow. Okay. And it's a scary song on lead guitar, but yeah. It's no great, kidding. It's, it's great vocals, song. too. Yeah, I was petrified when we were going to open a set with that song on the. <laughs> oh my God, it's hard. But, yeah, but it's, it's you commented song. that you you commented that you were uh you, you were a little intimidated by having to play that live. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. It's a, it's a killer opener, but yeah. Well, this 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 riffs there that um, you know, the, it was so important and it, and you know, especially on that asylum record, for you know, guitar playing was was everyone had adopted you know the Eddie Van Halen thing, and it wasn't. Yep you know, more like the A style. Um, and, and those techniques I was, I was absorbing, but I, I didn't always excel in them, but I, I, I know I, I did well with it, but I did a little too well for my, uh, my current age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, Chris freaks me out. Chris, let's talk about wrestling when you're 66. Okay. I'd like to- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, back to you now. I'll stay with Bruce on Asylum and uh, say who wants to be lonely. All right. That oh, nice. Which I can't believe was never a single. That, I mean, obviously they did. You guys did a video for it. I think you might have gotten doused in water in that one too. But yeah, <laughs> there was a bit water theme going on for me. But what a great tune, man! It's just such an awesome chorus, and obviously it's a Paul, it's a Paul and Desmond tune. Just classic, just classic heavy hooky chorus. Nice. All right. So for me, Zeus and I on this show a lot, we give a lot of credit um, to what we consider a lot of unknown songs from this era. You know, a lot of them weren't singles or hits or anything like that, but 
But if you take the time to listen to them, I think Gene has a lot of really, really good songs from this era. And one of them is off of Crazy Nights, um, and that is Hell or High Water. Um, wow. Big, big fan of that. I, I like when Gene sings in that kind of register, and then I think it's got a nice chorus, and then it kind of brings itself back into the verses. Um, just a big, big fan of that song. Always have been since I first listened to Crazy Nights, so. I gave him that title, and I had most of the music. He heard wow. where the Hell of High Water went differently. Yep. You know what I mean, Chris, where the chords are. But I heard it straight on ACDC. Come, Hell of High. Gong, 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 And And he did adjust, you know. But at first, he was singing it in a different place. I was like, no, that's not it. You know? <laughs> You know, but but he did all the all all the other words and melody and everything. But I just had that nice, and, and uh, I knew it was something that 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 would work for us. And thankfully, Nevison liked that song, so it wound up on the record. Of course. Mm. Excellent, nice. Right. Zeus, right, back one. to you. Two two all picks right. in a row. Zeus seems like we're going on a Gene run. Yeah. So I'm going to take some deep Gene cuts here. Do it. Uh, my favorite, and almost I think it was I think it was my number second pick when we did Asylum. Yep. And that's secretly cruel. Oh, nice! Wow. I yes. love that song. That's such a great Gene deep cut. Yes, the, the chorus, the back and forth at the end of the song. Yep. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so catchy, and it's just a little bit different. Gene's that register. You're right. He's not doing the the demon growl. Yeah. You know. Yep. So it, it works. And then the other one that I was going to go with with Gene, and that is. Um, Good girl gone bad. Yes, crazy Love nights. Love that deep. groove on yep. that. Yep, I don't me know too. It, the, cool. I, I'm not sure who if that was Gene or, the, but somebody came up with that, and it's in the lyric in the vocals again. That register, it's a little different. The guitar work on that is kick ass too, Bruce. Cool, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you I don't hear you don't. That one. Yeah, you don't hear Gene singing like that a lot. Um, but that that's a good one. All right, so back to me. I'm gonna give some more love to Carnival of Souls, which I am on record as saying I love that album. Another polarizing album amongst Kiss fans. Um, but you know, you had Gene with a killer opener on Revenge with Unholy, and then you have Carnival of Souls with an insane opener with Hate, and that's yep. what I'm going there. That cool. the way that the way that song opens. And then that riff when it kicks in, oh, I, I I love heavy aggressive kiss. That's why I love those two albums. And it just sounds it just sounds great, Bruce. So the intro, I'm literally first of all, I have a real high gain amp. I had, yep. I had a crazy pedal, and I knew that um, if I was wasn't plugged in, that's what it would sound like. If my yep. instrument cable was just out there, yeah, 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 and then. You hear me touching, you know, getting close to plugging in. So then that's when it sounds like, you know, some, 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 you know, someone trying to communicate from another planet or something. Yes. You know? yes. And then finally it goes in. And then let's see if anybody ever figured out. I'll give away another Kiss Inside Trade secret here. So you hear kind of Paul saying something. Yes. But it's actually backwards. Anyone know what oh. it is? Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Wear a I mask. What is that? <laughs> Wear a mask. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> kiss twenty twenty. Kiss twenty twenty. Goodbye is what. Dot <laughs> com. Uh, so it's backwards because it was a little bit funny. I mean, we were just having a little fun, even though it was a band that we all admired, um, Smashing Pumpkins. He's saying, yes. "Little Billy Corgan." 
Really? Yes. Wow. Really? Now, what? when I grew up, you know, I could, you know, Zappa used to do a lot of back backwards stuff, and I was I was a little into his stuff and his mania, shall I? Call yeah, it. yeah. Frank Zappa was not only a tremendous musician and crazy songwriter, singer, but he did everything just experimental and nuts. Yeah. But it wasn't that hard to figure out on a tape recorder if you taped it. You could hear things backwards, you know, and I wow. used to do that because there were whole sections that were backwards on some of the early Zappa records that I got into. So it wasn't, you know, hard, but yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how you can do that unless you have a four track tape recorder and you take it and then you flip it over and then you'll, that should be something I could do over the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What, what, better, what, be, what better way to spend Christmas than work yeah, on your backwards yeah. recordings? I, I have the technology. I do. Yes. So, all <laughs> That's right. awesome. I'm giving away great stuff. Here. Okay. I love it. Chris, number six for you, buddy. I was going to take hate, but um, only to to try and be a little bit more diverse. And since you took it, I'm going to go back to the songs that I really, really love. And I'm going to take I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. Oh, that was that was on my list, dude. Yeah, man. That's another just great solo, awesome lyrics, just an awesome tune for sure. The, yep. the, big, the big problem, I got to be honest with you here. The big problem I have with this song, I can't get into the range that Paul is singing in that song. Oh, it's, it's just, it's just, it. It, it, it's just too, it's too much. I know you love it, Chris. And that's, I, that's so uh, high. Yeah. yeah it, it's to me, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. Musically, the song, <laughs> musically, the song rips, but his vocals are just a little bit, you know, he, he, it almost sounds like, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like he's trying to do the, you know, it sounds like, you know, all systems go Vinnie Vincent invasion, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> But, but but yeah yeah all the right problem, Bruce, tom the problem no, with ahead. the song the problem with that song is the song yeah, yeah. it's terrible <laughs> and then you don't have to take god it bless, yeah. you don't have to god take bless it you. i mean i love i love most of that album but good god i know we always get into this argument chris i know what your next pick is going to be too maybe I had a co-writer. Oh, I know. I'll fight hell. So I'm gonna see you. See, see, Zeus. I told you. Me and Bruce will see you and Tom after class, buddy. (laughs) I got you involved now, Tom. (laughs) Thanks. Behind Chris, though. (laughs) By the way, who picked uh, the turn on the night? Who chose that one? I did. Chris. Okay. Okay. Sorry, because I'm I'm keeping good notes, so I I could you know firebomb whoever I don't like. Okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I guess that's me. I'll try not to be as honest. Yes, Bruce, to back, to sure, you, b- back to you. Back to you. You got two picks back to back, Bruce. Right. And I'm just. Um, okay, good. I, I thought I saw it here, but it's not there. I wasn't sure. So no one chose uh, All Night yet? No, that's okay. yours. That's number 24 then. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Tell us about that video, please. Oh, what God. <laughs> just tell us something about that video. Tell it, t- give us something about that video. <laughs> it was something to do with like a Bigsby Berkeley thing or something like that. <laughs> I, ne- I, I didn't really understand it. I'm not sure what all the beds were. <laughs> Maybe it looked like an asylum, like it's a dream, you know, that, that we were all in the same asylum and there were the girls, the sexy girls are pushing around the, the beds and they the all beds. had those uh, the yeah. rails on the thing. Yeah, it was odd, uh, but I didn't mind. I was around a lot of beautiful women in London. You know, it was okay. Absolutely, and it hurt out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, that's exposed. Come on. Come on. All right, so I get one big, more. It was a big keyhole. 
for some reason. You guys kept peeking in it. Because you guys are looking at the chicks. You realize that, that there's times like Lisa was saying something to me, and, and we're so deep into the kiss thing every day. Where there's something about kiss, of course. And she goes, you just gave me that face from, from, from the keyhole. That's the keyhole face. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, I did? Yes, it was the keyhole face. I'm like, wow. The keyhole face. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? I mean, wow. I, 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 have, awesome. to, I have to embrace my, uh, my, my, uh, my, my legendary silly faces. Of, oh, absolutely. How about the people coming up to me and going like, Bruce, big fan. Edit her out. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like it can't be beam me up or, or <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nope, yeah. you, know, nope, you got edit her make out. Make it so, Captain. You know, <laughs> yep. edit her out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I got to choose number two. Okay. Yes. So, um, I let me make sure I'm going through here. Okay, hold on a second, because many of my lovely picks were were chosen, but I got one. I know I got one. Hold on a second. Uh, my papers are all over the place. Take okay. your time. I'm going to pick. I'm going to go soft here because I didn't pick any ballots yet. Every time I look at you. Oh, mm. that was that that was almost almost going to be our wedding song, except there was one. There was a couple lines of lyrics in there that kind of didn't quite exactly <laughs> it's, fit. It's not as much of a love song as you think. We, exactly. I, I never listened that intensely to lyrics. I got to be honest. And Lisa, we were, we were working on it. And then I, uh, you know, because she, she's performed it with me. For, yep. for things that we've shared. And, and then I, she started telling me that that's actually a little bit, there's some sadness in there and it's a little odd, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, when he gets to the love song, like forever. Okay? Right. Cause, cause when, when he gets to that part where he says, it's, it's going to take a little time to show you just what you mean to me. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know if that's a good wedding song. Right. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you know, and, and again, I wasn't privy to the songwriting with the lyric part of it Yeah, and everything, but, uh, and I played bass on that track. That's my little. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Forever also. Paul always liked my bass playing for the ballads because, you know, this way Gene doesn't stomp on it. But, mm. but Gene could play the oh. stuff live well. I mean, yeah. again, I always, whatever I did on bass, I was imagining, all right, Paul McCartney meets Gene, but not right. as aggressive as Gene. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, reel it back a minute. You know, that's all nice. a little bit. You know. Okay. Chris. Cool. Uh, speaking of Gene, I'm going to take uh, the aforementioned Domino. Oh, there you um, go. Oh, yeah. yeah great tune. Yep. There. Yeah, great tune, great riff. And um, just the, the video, once again, talking about the, the rivalry between Bruce and um, – or between Paul and Gene. I'm sure that Paul not only was thrilled with the fact that he chose Gene's song to be the second song, but also the video. Paul's almost like a minor player. And I believe they almost even have him playing – you guys had him playing bass. Yeah, he was playing bass. I mean, Gene's <laughs> driving through most of it. So <laughs> You know, Paul, you don't have to play guitar. Play the bass, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, so yep. I know that was very odd. The whole thing was odd. Great yeah, tune. I always see him like in the car or getting gas or something or going to a gas station. <laughs> Drinking a shake. Drinking a yeah, slurpee yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Then again, one of your videos, Chris, you're driving around in your car. That was a direct yeah. homage, direct yeah, homage to Gene and, 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 and Domino for sure. Yep. I love it. All right, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with Gene here. I'm gonna go back to Asylum, and I love the, I love the groove of the song, especially the gang vocals with the chorus, and that is any way you slice it. Nice. Um, always a big fan. You know, as as you can see, you know, I already said it once. Zeus and I have a have a have a big love for uh, some of these '80s Gene tracks, yep. and um, that that's a nice that's a nice upbeat rocker, and I, I love the call and answer chorus there too. It's a re- re- really cool really cool tune for me. And a footnote for that was we tried it once, 
on the first show or something like that. And then yeah. never again, you know, what I mean? well, now I know a lot of bands do that. Was yeah. it, was it, you got, you guys weren't happy with your performance or was it fan feedback I, or I what, just, what, what, you know, those guys were always really hypersensitive about reaction. And sometimes yeah. the record's not even out long enough for someone to know yeah. what to hear. Yeah. So, and then if they felt like, no, I don't, we're not feeling it, you know, right okay. or wrong. It, it, it was pretty easy to give an ax to something, especially yeah. when you're from a band that has, that right catalog even right when i joined you know yep. So that's, yep that's what happened you know? nice all right zeus back to you double pick um all right uh geez all right i'm gonna give a tip my hat to our two guests here oh because they both performed excellent on this and that's yes. no 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 i didn't play on that one though yeah that Bruce didn't play. that was joe that was joe mckinnis yeah yeah, I was just the making- original. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the original track you played on, right? I played on that one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I'm saying both, we're both like, guys performed. We're both well. thinking quarantine. Yeah, of yeah, course, Bruce played on. Say hard of chrome, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know? We- <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking, what did they prick, pull Rick Derringer out for that one too? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You didn't play on that? And I'm like, I, all these no, years I've been saying, it, yeah. listen to Bruce rip this one up. That was, yeah. Dick, Wag- like- that, that was Dick Wagner on the solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good choice, though. Here's our fucking know, flashy, choice. kick-ass new guitarist. By the way, Rick Derringer's playing the opening track. Exactly, yeah. Fucking Jesus. Uh, but, uh, uh, Bruce, yeah. what was that? What did, how did that come about, like, that opening riff, which I just fucking love? I'm not sure. I know that both Eric Carr and myself were totally into the Van Halen thing. and. I knew nice. it was going to be this double bass drum thing, and that's Van Halen had quite a few songs, like like a, you know, uh, Hot for Teacher, teacher yeah, for, yeah. For, for in particular, going crazy. But then all of a sudden, with the low stuff, which I ripped off into my Asylum solo, of course, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess that we realized we were going to do this kind of like uh, homage to Van Halen. So yeah, I I picked the higher octave. And and did it there, and 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 it became you know, it made sense, and then we kicked into the song. The funniest thing was reading; it wasn't really a a, a very fancy rock uh, review, you know, the, the kind of a review you'd find in a rock magazine. It was actually from like a stereo review or something, and they reviewed Crazy Nights. Wow. And then when they were mentioning No No No, they said the the creative keyboard synthesizer intro. Wow! <laughs> like, like, explode when I read that. I'm like, wow! There's a little bit of a chorus effect on it, but come on, yeah. yeah. Can... Hammer-ons, oh you know, God. even Jan Hama can't play it like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. But that's, imagine, that's the imagine, abuse I get from kids. Uh, you know, seriously, that's God. Imagine, imagine thinking that was a keyboard. Unbelievable! Well, wow! They did. Wow! Whatever. Wow. Zeus, back to you, buddy. All right, so. Ah, shit. This is where it's starting to get tough. Um, I will say, I'll go on a limb because I think if I if I take a song from this album, this is one of the songs you guys would take. So before you take it, let me grab it now. And that is Master and Slave. This has thrown on me. I used to complain about this album. Tom has convinced me of the brilliance of Carnival of Soul. He has convinced me. And it's one of those things that people, oh, it's their grunge album. It's not their grunge album. No. It may be grunge era, and Kiss performed a little bit like that. But I don't give a shit what Kiss does. When they do it, it's still Kiss. And Kiss does a great version of it. So whether they're starting to try to do Bon Jovi-like songs, 
It's still Kiss doing it, and it's still yep. excellent. Same thing with this. Is this Alice in Chains? No, it's Kiss in that era, and they do a fucking great job with it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, mean, I think we, that's a good song. We set out to do a heavier album than Revenge, you know, and certainly, and especially with Toby there. Yeah. Uh, but we had the material. It wasn't that he helped shape it, but but I remember it was a little bit hard for Paul to totally get into it at first. And then he started to really embrace it. And, and that's his guitar riff. That song was really based on, really? you know, you know, and I was really happy about it. And I came up with a couple other little parts with it. I think it's just the bridge, but the rest was all Paul. And it really, uh, it really, you know, it, 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 I like the way you said that, Zeus, you know, that that's what it felt like. Yeah. Now, even though you want to call it a grunge thing, but it's still kiss to me doing a, so, yeah, good yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Back to me uh, for number eight. Okay. I'm picking this for two reasons. One, because I legitimately like the song. It's got a great video. And because I want to hear Jericho sing the part oh, of the song it. that we love to hear him sing. And that is rise to it. So Chris, right. you, Chris, you, you, you got to give it to us and you got to do it for Bruce too. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't just do that on cue. You know what oh. I mean? I gotta be, I gotta be in the mood for it or whatever. Right. Well, so well, that's all right. I got it on my phone somewhere. Maybe I'll just play it later. If you're yeah. not, in the- <laughs> I'll insert it later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Edit it in because if you're not in the mood now, Bruce, then when would you ever yeah, be in the mood? Edit, edit it in there. Ed, ed, right. edit, edit her in. Yeah, edit, edit her, her in. in. <laughs> yes. All right. Chris does an awesome job. I mean, you guys will uh, tell just me. that one line. Yeah. yeah. Not, I, I can't. Yeah. I, okay. I got to be in the, in the group for that. All right. All right, Chris. Well, so back to you for Chris number eight. Number for you. So I, I will say that had uh, you guys not taken um, hate master and slave and jungle, I would have taken any one of those three songs from Carnival Souls. But yep. since you took them all, um, that's that's I'm going to move back to. I'm going to go, when you talk about high vocals, and there's a great YouTube uh, clip of Here we, here it comes. Of Paul singing this vocal, uh, a solo. It's just his vocal. The track is his vocal track, and it's so high, and it's my way. Um, well, that yeah. song is insanely high. Great solo. Love that one. See, Chris, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I like my way. I, it's not as high as I'll fight hell to hold you, but... I don't know. I, that song takes a beat. I could see Zeus right now. Just I'm not saying shit. He's going to oh. shove me in a locker if I, if I say one more thing about these two songs. <laughs> Listen, right. you can say it to me, but Bruce is here. He's standing right there. You can't just done so much great music. He's not going to get offended. Yeah, you know, I, I'll be honest. I remember when we cut it, and, and I always thought, like, uh, you know, it was a bit operatic, kind of like almost like a show <laughs> Type yeah, of sure. <laughs> when, when we adapted it and when I rehearsed it with Brent, Zach, and Todd and then did it on the cruise, it, it felt right. It felt really yeah. like a rock thing. So yep. some of that's that production with the keyboards being yes. a little heavy. Yes, oh, totally. It, it could have been looked at a little more. And 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 I think, I mean, again, the, I'm, I'm not positive, but, uh, you know, Paul might have sang it a, a half step up from where it should be. You know, yep. I mean? So that makes it even more... The show tune. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. too, I mean, once again, you talk about the Eddie Van Halen influence of guitars in the '80s. High singing was also just as yeah. uh, just as much as part of the '80s. So That's I right. bet you Paul, at his vocal peak, was like, "I want to show you guys just yep. how high I can go." Yep. Good point. Yep. Yeah. You know? You're right. Okay. 
All right, Bruce, we're back to you with uh, back-to-back picks, eight and nine for All you. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go a little uh, a little wild here. No, hold on a second. Not too wild. Let me just make sure I want to want to make sure I got all my check marks. Okay, so I'm going to switch into here's one from uh, Hot in the Shade that I really loved, and I uh, I have to pick an Eric Carr song because I love love oh. him and missed him, and I know how much that song meant to him. So Little Caesar. Nice. Yep. I legitimately love that song. Yeah. I think, that's yeah. Great, I think the lyrics are fantastic. I think he kicks ass on it. He's got a great uh, voice. I'll give you my little background on that. I didn't mention it in my my behind the song, you know, uh, yep. uh, uh, video. But I found after I even did that another version that's slower, even slower. Wow. Okay, <clears throat> so it's like ganga dun bum bum dun 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 and all the rest dun dun. It's just it was really, and, and then I realized everything about it was Aerosmith. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. Yeah. Very riffs. It was more obvious, slower. Okay. Yeah. But there's that. Uh, it it just has an Aerosmith thing. Okay. Yeah. And 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 that's what we were channeling, and that's kind of interesting, and that's why um, technically, I think Eric's playing bass. I'm on guitar, and he's playing drums. I don't even think Paul Gene are on that track. He's got vocally. Wow. Interesting. Which makes that interesting. Okay. Wow, very interesting. But, and it got revisited. I have all these versions with different words. Originally, he had that eight, eight that peculiar. peculiar yep. And yeah. then there was another lyric that I showed in that video um, that I found. But uh, Adam Mitchell came in and helped write it with, with, with Gene and, uh, and, and Eric. Because we did want to make it like, all right, if we're going to call it Little Caesar, let's make him a character. But he's got to represent something that's sure. relatable to the kiss world, you know? So nice. It's, that's a great point. That song does have a very uh, last child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vibe to it. Bam, bam, bam. That's the one. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. You probably didn't think of that before I brought it up, but if you listen to these slow, you're right. Track, you'd hear it, you know, you're totally There's right. Nothing wrong with that. We're all influenced. In of course. Like you know? Yep. Right. Of course. Nice. All right. And it's Aerosmith. So it's a good band. Yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome stuff. Here's uh Here's well, there's a few I'd love to do, but is this coming back to me at all? Do, do we know? Yes, you, uh, get one, you, get, you got two picks left. You so you pick one now, and then it's going to come around, and you're going to end I'll the draft. One more, okay. Yep. So what I'll do is I'm going to go a little wild and pick something from Revenge, a little left corner, but this is a great Gene song, "Spit." Mm. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love it, love it. What's what's the, the line, Tom? What? what the, oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what song do I hint in that one? Oh boy! Oh, uh, Star Spangled um, Banner. Yes, yes. And that yes. was before we incorporated it into the show. Okay. Yep. And, awesome. And it's funny. I, it technically, uh, yeah. As soon as they started putting together that show with the uh, Statue of Liberty thing, then I thought about it. it would be cool. I loved Hendrix, and I was already ripping off sure. Hendrix with different things. Uh, bringing them, bringing things that I was influenced by Hendrix into Kiss, uh, like other of my heroes too, that nice. I would borrow from. But um, you know, I just thought it would work in the show. And then that bombastic—that's another one with the two guitars doing the harmony. Yeah, so, you know, it's very much like the "Won't Get Fooled Again" thing. So it's, that that was funny sticking it in there. Uh, I, lo- I love that. Of course, I didn't complete it. I would always get like wild after doing whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like the other, the other, um, uh, thou shall not one. Okay, nice. That's my so, two. Okay, go. good. So we're uh, back to Chris 
Number nine. Baby, baby! <laughs> Um, I am going to go with something completely off the beaten path since since you guys took hate and Master of Slave and Jungle. So I'm going to go back to Asylum and take a song that I really have gotten into over the last little bit, and that's Love's a Deadly Weapon. Oh, boy. Yes. That is a hard song. That's super oh, yeah. crazy. That's um, that's grown on me since we did yeah. the Asylum. Yeah, it's actually over the years I've started to really like it, where it's become me too. It used to be like, oh, skip this. I don't. I was I was the same on. same that I felt about No 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 uh, Loves a Deadly Weapon. I didn't really rate them, and then you really listen to them. They're very intricate, um, lots of different parts, almost proggy at times, but also very fast. But they have some great stuff on that. Yep. Yeah, that 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 riff I've gotten, you know that. Is that one of your tunes, Bruce? I love that. No, I didn't write okay. anything on that one. Gene did it, probably with someone. I'm not sure who. Gotcha. It's very guitar driven. Yeah, I yeah, was able to own it, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Oh yeah, sure did. Yeah, that's a wild, that's a wild riff. All right, speaking of uh, kind of going off the beaten path, I'm going to go back to Carnival of Souls, and um, man, my list is kind of. Gene heavy, but that's you know what we, I'm a I'm a gene guy. That's so. what happens. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Um. Again, I, I've said it before. I love Carnival of Souls, and the, I like this song because I love the chorus and then how it kind of slows back down a little bit. And that's I confess. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like I just that song too. Yeah. Just a, a a big fan of everything that's going on with that album. Um. And that's a song that that stands out for me. So uh, yeah, I confess number nine for me off of Carnival of Souls. So Zeus, these are your last two picks, my friend. Shit. Yep. All right. Um, last two picks. I'm gonna stay away from Carnival. I do like Paralyzed. I do like that a lot. Me too. I don't, Tough Love sounds too much like Heart of Chrome, in my opinion. I don't know why. It's got a good um, riff, but yeah. I, I mean, I do love all those songs that hunt in the shade. All right. How, oh, Jesus. You know what? I just noticed, uh, but I'm not going to pick it. I'll leave it for you guys. No one took the title track, Crazy Nights. Not but, yet. Yeah. I'm going to take another Gene song, and that's the closer on Crazy Nights. I like mm. Thief in the Night. Wow. Good one. Yep. Okay, this, is, this is where I tell you that you're stupid. That's terrible. Oh, no. That's a good song. I love no, that song. I my love way, my oh, I'll fight hell to hold you is a million times better than people. Oh my god, that is no. that that's a bad take. No, it's a good it's <laughs> a good take, and it's the only take that matters. <laughs> so did you? Uh, I love when Chris goes all wrestling tough. <laughs> <laughs> in character, exactly. I got to be honest that what was funny on that one, and and I think I knew that it was a song that Gene. Uh, I think. Uh, Wendy or Williams or somebody else did that song. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Song. Yes. And we yep. cut it. Nevison approves it. It goes on Crazy Nights, right? And then when Paul found out that it yep. was something done before by someone, he was not happy about that. That's what I was <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe that's why Hide Your Heart got covered. You know what I mean? That was yep. like Dean telling him, why did you give that away? We need to do that. And right, 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 right. I think timing, that's in, you know, if you think about it chronologically, I laid out a, a good case for that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That, I think wow. that was in Green, uh, Greg Prado's book. I think where he talked about it, that that oh, song. Take, came, take it off book. And, yeah. yeah. And that Paul yeah. was upset that he found out that it was on somewhere else. Yep. Um, all right. So I got one song left. Yes, you do. And let's see what Chris won't make fun of me about. Um, <laughs> I just. Three songs left on Asylum. 
Three on Crazy Nights. There's also You Make Me Rock Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just... I, I said that out loud. <laughs> let me let me say this from when I had Desmond Child on Talk is Jericho. He said that the only song he ever wrote with Paul that he didn't like was You Make Me Rock Hard. And he said that him, and I think it was Diane Warren, threw that song title at Paul as a joke. And Paul liked it. And they're like, no, it's, no, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. And he's like, no, you probably know that story, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I love it. Oh, yeah. But Paul was like, I love it. Let's do it. And Desmond's like, no, it's, no, it's a joke. <laughs> It's a joke. Um, so, what are you going to take? Come on! I, I, all right, I'm going to take the song that you constantly shit on me, Tom. That I like this song a lot. Here we go. Here I we go. think it's very autobiographical for Gene. I fucking love it. I don't know Cadillac Dreams. I love it. Oh, woo. that's a stinker. Yes. I, I, no I way you're going to win this poll. <laughs> Cadillac Dreams. I look, song. Any, any song that has a chorus, any, any, any song that has a chorus where he just says money, money, that's what I want. I just can't get into it. I'm so I love Gene. My whole <laughs> ring. Being my, honest. He's all right. Well, honest. you know, it's you know, horrible. I not, actually walked up to Gene in the studio and I said, oh, no, this <laughs> was horrible. I was comfortable enough with him already to say, like, I didn't say it was horrible. I just said, Gene, I just got to be honest. I really don't like that song. <laughs> okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, like I had any say in it. He's on an interview and there's this fan that, uh, that I'm, I give guitar lessons to. He's a talented kid in Ireland. I, I love that. That, you know, we kiss when you're part yeah. of the kiss world. Oh yeah. Internationals. So yeah. Got yeah. Friends all yeah. around the world, probably on other planets, you know, or enjoying kiss. And, uh, and, 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 and the guy like, he it was like one of his favorite songs so he's with you right yeah he actually does a video you know of, of you know he, he just to screw with me performing cadillac dreams <laughs> <laughs> and he posted he probably got like 50 views you know i'm gonna find it now bruce i'm gonna look for yeah, it now. yeah yeah glenn walker is the guy's name oh write that down glenn zeus walker glenn you. walker glenn yeah. you're gonna have another view. You'll see. it's on youtube it's got to be there Oh, that's yeah, great. Thumbs up it has. Okay. That's great. All right. So my last pick, um, I'm going to stick with revenge. Cause it's my, it's my favorite uh, album from this era with, with Bruce's work on it. And any song that can open up with a mini guitar solo, I'm always going to love it, especially when it's, when it's Bruce and that is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Good oh, good one. Love that song. Love that. So I, I love the song in general, but any song that starts with a solo is just, it, I just love it. It's great. Cool. Great is fantastic on that. It really is. Yes, agreed. Great work by Bruce on that. Great work by Bruce on all of this, but that one uh, is a standout for me. You got so, that right. So, Chris, your last pick. Isn't that what Gene says on Paralyzed at the end? You got that right. You got, oh, yes, that's it. You got that right. <laughs> yeah, get all, uh, all, all those little one line is off of a re- revenge. I'm going to go with uh, a song that I can't believe no one chose because it's, awesome uh, and it's a single it could have been a much bigger hit once again had they had radio and that's reason to live oh yeah wow that's still there nobody okay. chose that that's yep. that's just a killer tune a little bit a little bit heart-esque but once again that's kind of what was going on at the time right so uh a classic tune whenever you hear it nice solo bruce used to play yeah, the keyboards on it live that's actually a great description chris is calling it very heart-like because you're right. That's kind of the stuff that Hart was doing in that around well, that time. Who, who, who was the producer? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, true. That's Ron Devis had just done bad songs. Yeah. It's a good it is, song. It is a good it's song. Catchy. It's good. Yeah, 
Bruce, yeah, did I, you- I, I, I mean, it was very, it was meant to be like a big ballad, like, like a foreigner hit, if you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. But, yeah. but I, I really think Paul's emotion in it is fantastic. You know? Great scene. Yeah. Absolutely. We got to go back a second to Paralyze before uh, we move on. You're going to love this. Oh, boy. Don't repeat it. So we know that's paralyzed, right? Yep. Right. Uh oh. All right, here comes the chorus, right? Well, he's not singing here, but I'm waiting for the next section. It's coming up. Okay. It's hard to cue on the phone, but I don't want we to can hear it. Zeus is sitting right there. I see it. Quit laughing, Tom. I can't hear it. Just do it right. Ain't go hide lies or fake alibis because I'm going to tell it to you straight, girl. You got me paralyzed. No shit. They had a rap section in there. That's actually pretty cool, man. Who did that? Gene wanted to hear a rapper, and that's oh my god! And I was like, "Are you out of your mind?" Now Ezra's producing the record, so Uh, there's a there's a professor, you know, in charge, you know, right? He entertained it, and that was a real. I don't remember what his name was uh, or anything, and that was a a rap. You know what? I'll tell you you what. Knowing knowing how Kiss once again, they always incorporated what was going on at the time. Whether it was disco and I was made for love me, whether it was the grunge in, in, in uh, you know uh, Carnival Souls or the heaviness of Pantera on Revenge, that actually doesn't bother me. They use a little bit of a rap element. Yep. It's very very Gene. Like oh, let's give it a try. Like yep. it's actually well, pretty and, cool, man. And, and think about it in that era too. Remember, uh, uh, Chris? I know you're a Rush fan. You remember Roll the Bones? Oh, dude, I love Roll the Bones. Absolutely. And they had. I'll tell you what, if you guys would have grown up with that song, with that rap, you wouldn't even think twice about it. If you would have heard that the yeah. first time, you'd be going, that's really cool. Exactly. So think about yep. that evolution. So we tried that. It was kind of really alien. I, I wasn't for it, even though, look, the guy did a fine job. And it, wow. it, I don't know who wrote the lyrics, if the rapper did or Gene did. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it was a big thing. And rock and, you know, look, with Aerosmith working with Run DMC and all that, it yep. made sense to a certain point. But then think about once they made the decision, and I don't remember how it was done, to not include it, right? Well, what do we do? First of all, Eric Singer's beat is just such a great group. Totally. Boom. You know, just a very unusual beat, too, to play that. I loved it when Brent did it, and we fooled around a little bit with that. But but the um, just, you know, you notice on the record, you hear Gene in multiple voices. I guess... I guess a mumbling gene you ain't so bad. is the equivalent <laughs> to a rapper. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, it was just, and then years later, when Gene was kind enough to co collaborate with me on uh, that song "Ain't Gonna Die" on uh, BK3. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Eventually, there was a guy I knew in uh, the Netherlands, very talented guy. He lives here in America now, and he does remixes for people like uh, Lady Gaga stuff. All these major stars. So he he loved you know Kiss and everything. So. He took uh, the files. I gave him all the stems, all the all the tracks, and then he wound up putting. Um, he did a few different versions to turn it into a dance thing with, uh, you know, just you know the way they do those remixes, yeah, yeah, collages yeah. of things, and then put the beat a little faster and everything. Uh, but 
He also did one that I never released, and it was with this rapper named Substantial, and he's singing on it. Wow. Uh, uh, I mean, he's doing rap, you know, uh, I'm never, never, I'm never, never going <laughs> to, never, never going to die. You know, and, and I played it, I wow. it to Gene, and what do you think the reaction was from Gene? I love that. You know, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, and I've been too afraid to ever put it out because I, wow. I don't know what, what, what the fans would think of that. That's but that was really cool. You know, down the line, maybe a bonus track type of thing I could figure yeah. out. Yeah. Th- thank you for sharing that with I us. Know, that was awesome. That was incredible. Absolutely. Bruce, it's funny you say that because I think it was a couple episodes back, we were talking about what would happen if the reunion didn't happen. Where would Kiss be going with the four of you guys? Right. And I was like, Kiss would be doing some sort of a limp biscuit rap type <laughs> metal song. <laughs> Tom was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And then now, Tom, now he's that. Okay, do you, do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, it would have forayed into that yeah, a is. little bit, maybe. But that's awesome. Thank you so much for oh, that. Oh, you're welcome. I no. stand corrected. All right, so so we got uh we, we got some uh yeah. not not too much time left here. So I got Bruce, more. Bruce, I you're gonna my- take us. You're gonna take us out. This is hard. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm looking at my list and everything, and there's a couple. I just wanted to pick something uh, de- dear to me. All right, screw it. I know one of you guys threw it under the bus, but you're wrong. Oh. I'm going to go with Tough Love. Oh, no, oh, I didn't I love that song. We didn't throw it under the that bus. That was me. I'm the one who Zeus did. He threw it under the bus. <laughs> yep. I just no, think I- it sounds like Heart of Chrome. Yeah, I th- I think yeah, it's a good song. I think it's I, th- I think it's just kind of like a minor league hard. Why don't we listen to what Bruce? Why don't we listen to what Bruce has to say since he chose it? Hey, Thanks. shut your mouth! Shut, shut your mouth! This is not a show. You know, I, I love the peanut gallery, but uh, I'm, I'm getting out of here soon. Okay, here's how it went. First of all, with with the Ezrin produced record, it was tough to get the co-writes. I mean, everybody was. They even brought back Vinnie Vincent because he was playing nice, and Vinnie's a talented writer. I, I'll yeah. always give him that credit. Of course. So there he is, writing with Gene, working with Paul again. And they do that because they're smart. They, they don't even have to like him. They just know, we, yeah. he wrote some great songs with us. Okay. And I think it was on purpose that they didn't go to a you know Desmond and people like that for revenge. Okay. So I'm struggling. I, I'm throwing riffs at these guys. Nothing's, you know, clicking. And then fortunately, uh, Ezrin especially, when I had that opportunity at Paul's house with Ezrin there, and I'm showing them that it did and did it did and did it, you know, that thing. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, got it. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Now, I never heard, uh, you know, Heart of Chrome. That was being worked on with other people, you know. But Ezrin jumped in and Paul came up with a great, uh, the, the chorus thing uh, to me. And I just, the funny part was I was so happy. I had to change the key a few times. That was very stressful because if it wasn't in the right key, then Paul wouldn't be able to sing it, and then it wouldn't want out the record. Right, pro right, and I I lose that that credit, that money, that that you know feeling connected to it, feeling like you could you yeah. want that. Yeah. But uh, Larry Mazer, who was the manager at the time and doing a great job for us, you know, trying to open their minds to different things because that's it's important, you know, when when artists do famous artists do things, the blinders are on, and that's all they know. And sometimes you got to have someone come in and just throw different things at you. And he loved that song. He wanted it to be the first single, and I was like, "That uh, wow, great, thank you." Not, not, I'm not a single. Hey, it's, it's <laughs> track three, you know, which is the sweet spot. Yeah, uh, track three. So anyway, I was just really happy to have it on there, and I was glad to be represented on 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 the Revenge record, even though it was as a you know with a co-write. 
Yeah. But it was very competitive. It was really hard for me on that particular wow. album. But I, I love it. that record. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it's always about, for me, it was never about like, you know, all right, how many? You know, it's about how great a record, how, how fine is the playing. And I love what I played in, in Tough Love. The guitar parts are great. And, and the Heart of Chrome is one that just like, I love jamming to that one. I use it in clinics and stuff. And I've done yep. it you know, with the pandemic, the isolated riffs. It's a great track, you know, and I, I'm proud, proud of that one. You should yeah, be. And, we cover this really and well, it, I thought. Yeah, and it's funny because Revenge, every single song off of Revenge has been drafted with the exception of the instrumental. Wow. So that, that's the only, that, it's the, it's the only album where every song was taken. So I think that speaks volumes. That makes me, wow. that, makes, that, 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 yeah, that makes, right. that makes me happy because it's my favorite album from this era I, I was with Bruce. So hard jam, but I felt like little, little Caesar was more, more of an era. Yeah, sure. More of a song. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So that went, that went better than uh, I think we could have imagined. I know we got to, I know the time is short for Chris. So uh, before we, I got, I got to go. Yeah, so before we let you guys go, we can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. I hope you guys had a blast. Well, do, 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 we list, do, do we list our 10? Oh, sure. Yep. Go, Bruce, go ahead. Got yours? I got Bruce's too. Let's just, so I'll just go into it. So I got Who Wants to Be Lonely, Loves a Deadly Weapon, I'll Fight Hell to Hold You, My Way, Reason to Live, Turn on the Night, King of Hearts, Unholy, Domino, and Heart of Chrome. Nice. Uh, All right, so I'm, you want to hear mine? Sure. Yeah, what you got? All right, so Tears Are Falling. I got I Walk Alone. God Gave. I got Jungle. King of the Mountain. Uh, All Night. Every Time I Look at You. Little Caesar. Spit. And Tough Love. Nice. And then I... Nope. And then I got... Then I got I Just Wanna. Hide Your Heart. Silver Spoon. I'll be right back. Sure. Hello High Water. Hate. Any way you slice it, rise to it, I confess, and paralyze. Very gene-heavy, but that's okay. Zeus, what do you got, buddy? I got a mixture of both of them. I think 5-5. Five, five. Forever, okay. let's put the X in sex. Take it off. You love me to hate you. Secretly cruel. Good girl gone bad. No, no, no. Master and slave. Thief in the night. And everybody's favorite, Cadillac Dreams. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> shit i didn't expect him bruce the shit on it either holy I, christ I, I love that i love yeah I, I, he pretty much just said it was horrible but that's yeah. what the, i uh, can't wait to the kiss crew zeus if that's the next time we see you know me and bruce had a chance to take you back and flog you oh, no. <laughs> jesus christ well hopefully this shit goes away and everybody wears our masks so paul doesn't fly around on his bike shitting on everybody and telling everybody to stop, you know, wearing the mask. What Bruce didn't tell you was that the background message at the beginning of hate was uh, little Billy Corgan and then followed by gelato. (laughs) Gelato? What? (laughs) Never mind, Bruce. You don't want to be part of it. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, guys, I mean, we can't thank you guys enough. Our 100th episode and we have Bruce and Chris. What a combo. You guys been amazing. Thank you so much. And it means so much to us as fans to meet you both and you guys to be as cool as possible. And I can't be that nice to Chris because, you know, I just. Well, you know, you know what the one cool thing about the pandemic is I've seen Bruce more than I probably would have if there was no pandemic. Yeah, I think it's the third or, fourth, third or fourth time we've had a chance to talk. So it's very cool. Yeah, That's I'm the thing that. we tell you guys all the time. You two have entertained us as KISS fans and everything else, more than anybody. You guys have come up with new and creative things more than anyone during this pandemic. Chris, with all the things that you do, 
and the different projects you started. Never mind your AEW shits on fire right now. Yeah. Bruce, the videos, the stuff yeah. you do with Lisa, all like just yeah. respecting the fans by giving them stuff, little nuggets. It's just awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. We can't thank you enough. Well, thanks. I mean, look, the whole. Uh, first of all, you know, your support of my era means a lot to me. So thank you all, you know, and I know Chris has always waved the flag, yep. which always meant a lot. And it does seem like because everything's not normal, everything's not typical, everything has not gone as planned this year because of something bigger and scarier than we'd ever, you know, imagined. But but something that comes around every every century or so, something like a pandemic. So here we have this. Everybody's life changes and turns upside down. Uh, to a certain extent, and for some more than others. So then we, uh, Chris and I certainly have taken that opportunity and taken the time from the things that we might not have, you know, usually have done, the typical things, and and embraced uh, that time to stay creative, but in a different way. So I've learned all these new things. And I, every, any, anything to do with celebrating my career, I've gotten such a even bigger appreciation of it. And it's with, you know, podcasts like yours and people like Chris to, to, to drive me along and all these fans that I, that I chat with online and the reaction I get, that's all, it means the world to me. It really does. And, you know, of course I realize that it's helping my career, you know, because sure, sure. about me again, but, but I, but, but it's not all about just look at me, look at me. This is something I'm really proud of. And I love the fact that it means something to people. It does. So awesome. You. Yeah. We can't thank you guys enough. Well, thank really? you guys, man. And yep. real, real quick before we let you go, Bruce, last week we had Neil and Phil from the Kissmas Masquerade. Yes, we know that you're going to be yes. doing that in a couple of weeks. Yep. You, and T- you and Todd are going to be yeah, doing an acoustic set. Already, Todd and I, yes, yes. Yep. So everybody's excited for that. And yes. uh, your, and your New Year's Eve auction you just announced, too, yeah, the yeah, Kiss Live auctions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be great. Yeah. So, guys, right, guys, stay safe. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thanks, Thank guys. Cheers, Bruce. Care. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, oh, guys. Oh, shit. I forgot to hit record. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. So there you have it. The 40-song Bruce Kulick draft with the awesome Bruce Kulick, the great Chris Jericho, and us picking our favorite songs from that era. And wow, not only was that just an amazing draft and tons of fun, but the inside info that we talked about with Bruce, wow. Zeus, just amazing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Guys, I think the, the the takeaway from this episode, never mind. I mean, there's a million of them, but the biggest is what the fuck was that rap on oh. Paralyzed? Holy shit. I, I didn't know what he was doing. He bring he puts it, he goes, guys, you got to hear this. This is the breakdown. And he's got his phone up to it. And, and all of us are like, what the fuck is this? And it's just going. It's going. And then all of a sudden, some guy's rapping. We're like, what the fuck? So there's a lot of things about that. First of all, when you when I when I first heard it, I thought it was like a goof. Like I thought like it was like like somebody like 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 a fan made like a thing for it. Zeus was speechless. I I couldn't I literally couldn't control myself. And with all due respect, Jericho. I think we heard enough where it was okay for me to laugh because it was hilarious. I'm I'm to use to use Jericho's wording after as we were texting each other after. Yeah, I was being accused of laughing like a hyena. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is hyena laughing worthy because I couldn't 
I couldn't handle what, what, what I was hearing, but it was great. Cause if you saw the video, Jericho was deadpan. He goes, Tom, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I was having like, I was having like flashbacks from like first grade. Tom, stop laughing. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? How are you not laughing at this? I was like, thanks, dad, afterwards. <laughs> like, but I'm like, I, my mouth was wide open, jaw I, like, and Bruce is like, look at Zeus. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? And then the thing, the thing I couldn't believe, you and you guys heard, you guys heard Bruce. That was a legitimate option. That was going to be in the song. And then they cut it out, and he goes, that's why you hear Gene kind of mumble. Because that was like the rap part. I'm like, holy shit. And that's when I told you. I was like, see? They were going to be like Limp Biscuit later on. And it's funny. <laughs> it's just, It was just mind-blowing. And I don't know where, where Bruce got that from, but I know that there's not a lot of people, if any, who have ever heard that before. Oh, man. Wow. It I was, mean, it, it was crazy. Um, listen, once this thing started... You never know. Like, we don't know Bruce well. We, you know, we were hoping he'd be forthcoming, but he was right off the bat. Everything that we hoped this episode would be, it was. Oh, yeah. He gave us so much info. He talked about every song. I loved it. I can analyze this all day long. His first song, the first song picked in the draft, Tears Are Falling. Yep. Jericho, right away, Unholy. You could predict that was coming, those two songs. Yep. And then Tom with I Just Want and Forever. I think those are probably pretty solid as four, top four. Yep. Um, and the obviously he's going to take a sentimental I Walk Alone. Jericho, yep. of course, Heart of Chrome. But the thing that I'll, the other funny part in this was at one point when he talked about I Walk Alone, he said that, you know, the song, the lyrics so prophetic. I didn't hear what he said. I thought he said pathetic. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, these songs are kind of, these lyrics were kind of, you know, prophetic. And I thought it's like, pathetic? They're not that bad. Have you heard some other Kiss lyrics? <laughs> and Jericho's laughing. He's like, no, prophetic, not pathetic. I was like, oh, sorry. He's like, oh, thanks. God, that was great. And, and, then, and then it was funny, too, because when they were talking about when I, I picked, uh, I, when I drafted Thou Shalt Not, and Bruce was like, oh, you, you know the little riff that's in the middle. And uh, Jericho was like, oh, yeah, Hall of the Mountain King. And, of course, I, I made a joke. I'm like, oh, like sabotage. Jericho's like, no, it's the composer. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's not sabotage. I'm, I made that reference because our idiot friends love sabotage. Hall of a Mountain King. So, yeah. we, 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 the, but that, that's the that was the great thing about this episode. It was everything we wanted it to be. It was funny. It had the ball busting jokes, but it also had some some trivia. It, it, baseball. Yeah, it, it was just it was just so much fun. I mean, what a way to celebrate a hundred episodes. I and mean, there was you, go ahead. No, the gear geeks must have got a kick because Bruce was talking tech stuff too. Oh yeah, well, right. One he was of, talking real tech stuff. One of my favorite things he talked about is when I picked um, when I drafted uh, hate. And he was talking about how that beginning of the song has all that yes. feedback, that feedback and the distortion you could. And Bruce tells you the story about that, how he plugs in the amp and all that, all that crazy noise. Oh. But then, no, go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying, yeah, I'm like, and you're hearing him explain to you how a song that you've heard thousands of times. You're like, holy shit. You get yep. to that creative process. You're like, shit, this is the guy that did that. That's yep. what I listen to all the time. Yep. And then, and then the the backwards message, the little Billy Corgan. Remember that? 
because he, he like all all this inside info that Bruce was giving him. Like I didn't we we you, we didn't know any of this stuff. This stuff's I mean we didn't know it. Maybe there were Kiss fans out there that have you know inside info or context. But I was like, gee, because because when you listen to it, you can hear backwards talking. And he's like, yeah, because Gene was really into the Smashing Pumpkins in that in, in that time. He, he was into like Nine Inch Nails and all that kind of that '90s grungy alternative Alice stuff. Yeah, Alice you in know, Chains. Yeah. We Kiss can be the next. Alice in Chains. <laughs> um, yeah, no. and they, they obviously did Carnival Souls. Toby right. I I listen. Yep, exactly. And the other thing is like when you say something and you have an opinion of Kiss, and then Bruce Kulick commends you on that. Yep. He was taught when I said, like, yeah, I know Kiss does that's their grunge album, but it's Kiss Wave doing their grunge album, and it's still good. That's Kiss's hair metal type album, but it's still Kiss, and it's still good. And yep. same thing with all the other Kiss disco, but it's a good disc, you know, all that. He's like, yeah, you're right. That's how I look at it, too. We're not, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. I got Bruce is agreeing with something I thought about. And, 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 then, like, and, then, and, then, and then some of the honesty when you picked Cadillac Dreams oh. and Bruce and, <laughs> and, 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 and Bruce is like, yeah, Gene, no. <laughs> He's like, well, I didn't tell him it was a terrible song, but I just told him, oh. I'm like, I, like as soon as I picked it, Jericho, I think he was like, oh, that's a terrible song. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Jericho drafted, I'll fight hell to hold you, and we were and doing everything. Way, and I, oh. He gets, he gives me a look like he's going to fucking, like a parent driving a car, like looking back, like, he got to his so kids. Ma- he got so oh, upset yeah. with <laughs> that I always shit on, and, and and he loves to tell the story about my way and the oh. Paul voice, and, and I, I'm like, oh fucking, you know. And I think you said, you know, the problem with uh, I'll fight hell to hold you is the keyboards. I'm like, no, the problem with the song I'll fight the hell hell to hold you is the song I'll fight hell to hold you. And he's like, oh fuck you. Is that the one where Bruce is like, I had a co-write on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Bruce must be looking back like, what the fuck, dude? So much great stuff. And, and as we said at the beginning of the episode, so that drop at the beginning of, of Chris doing the rise to it bit, we dropped that in there because you heard I drafted rise to it. And Chris was like, I can't, I can't do that on cue. I can't do that on cue. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But mind you. We'll be minding our own business on a random Thursday afternoon or yes. or Sunday afternoon or evening or something. And we'll get a fucking voice message of him going, oh, baby, baby. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you could do it then, but not during our draft with Bruce. He, Come on. He'll send us these things, these clips of him singing or calling us stupid idiots for having opinions. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. But listen, I, I, I can tell you this. I don't care if it's the 100th, just because I'm saying it's just because it's the 100th, I should say. Yeah. This was by far, in my opinion, our best episode we've ever had. Um, I And I love the interview with Carrie. I've loved some of our first episodes we did, our first drafts, our, you know, fucking uh, great uh, smashes, thrashes and shit episode. But just what we got out of Bruce and to have him and Chris Jericho, the four of us talking music, it's like it's almost like one of those fantasy camps. Hey, yeah. you and your friend get to sit down and talk music with Kiss Legend, you know, Bruce Kulick and fucking superstar Chris Jericho. That's Hang kind out. Of, 
it's That's like, a great way to put it. It it was the four of us talking music, having fun, doing a draft, something that me and Tom used to talk about before this podcast. Oh, let's do a draft this and that. And you know what? Us talking about it, Tom. Close your eyes, open them up again. Next, you know, it's a hundred episodes, and we're doing it with Bruce Kulick and Chris Jericho. Yeah, it 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 it's it's amazing. And and I I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. It's everything we wanted and more. We weren't even have to, we didn't even have to pull anything out of Bruce. Somebody would pick a song and he'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, you know what? I uh, listen to this." And we'd be like, "What? What?" And he would just like say and and I love how he was honest about Paul and Gene, you know, the competitive, you know, how how, you know, the first song on Revenge was was a Gene song, the first song on Carnival of Souls was a Gene song. You know, like different, you know, we, we knew the that videos, we, the videos, the video. exactly. Oh, Paul was not happy about that. Yep. Like, well, why don't you play the bass in this video? Oh, he didn't like that. Yeah. Like things like that. It's that dynamic, the stuff that we all wish we could hear. And he's kind of telling us about it. And it's, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm telling you guys, uh, I, we are just like you. When you hear this episode, we were the same way with these guys. Um, uh, we were in the middle of it, but we were still enjoying it. Yeah. And we, we've, we've gushed about Bruce before, you know, I, I've said it before. He's one of my all time favorite members, probably right behind Gene, my favorite kiss member of all time. Um, and we've praised him for what he's done during COVID with his videos. But if it's possible to respect somebody even more, you know, Zeus, you said it after we finally met Chris Jericho, you said, you know, that sometimes it's dangerous to meet your heroes because you don't want your vision of them to be ruined by meeting them in person. The exact opposite with Bruce. If anything, it lifted him up for us. And uh, just, just, uh, you know, for fanboying for, for a couple minutes, it was just a, a great time. And we hope you guys Watch, enjoyed it. Watching a video with Bruce, having a printout of the spreadsheets that I sent him. Yep. And he's got it printed out. And he's checking off and he's following the list that I sent him to yep. play along with us. You think of that and Bruce going out of his way to do that. He didn't have to do that. Nope. And I go back. How did this all kind of come together a little bit? I look back to um, over a year ago when we went and Chris left us front row seats to go see him wrestle in Boston. And then after the show, we wanted to meet up with him. We couldn't get them. They were kicking everybody out of the stadium. You couldn't stick around. They wouldn't let us stay. And I texted him. And the next thing you know, he calls me. Like, most people would be like, hey, buddy, yeah, sorry, I couldn't make it. I got shit to do. You know, thanks. You know, sorry, we couldn't meet up. He went out of it. Not only texted, he called. Then I told him, like, they're not letting us in. He's like, no, 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 get the security guy on the phone. I will tell him. And he starts walking around the arena trying to find us and points us out and go, yeah, they're, my, they're with me. They're my friends and bring them down. Who the fuck would do that? Yep. What kind of a like fucking star guy does that for people? That's the kind of guy Chris is. Chris would tell us like, hey, any luck with Bruce? Yeah. And he kind of smile at us kind of like and let yep. us know like, dude, he does that shit. And you know what? He is as much as we gush about Bruce, dude, Chris is still the same way. Chris is just a different exterior. Just completely different. Where Bruce is always the gentleman. Oh, you mean Chris you is, mean? Are you referring to the point where after uh, we after Bruce drafted Tough Love, and you were saying about Heart of Chrome, 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, tough love's kind of like a minor league hot of chrome. And Jericho's like, well, why don't you let Bruce tell about, talk about the song? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm getting yelled at again by, by Jericho. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love yeah, it. no, I, love I was it. like, I just, uh, and I was saying it too. I'm like, ah, tough love. I, it's just too much like heart of chrome. It's like, well, when I came up with this, I'm like, oops, maybe yeah. I should have said that. <laughs> no, but he, but he, but that's, but that's he explained a, it though. Exactly. Like, Two different people working on that song. I was yep. working on tough love. Paul was working on heart of chrome. Yep. With like, I think Vinny. So I'm like, yep. So, I mean, and it was, it was, it was amazing. Amazing. 100th episode. What a way to top this. And we had been working on this and planning it. And we were like, okay, we got to have it at this date. Exactly. We got to time it. And, you know, you guys on, you guys on. And the funny thing is we had issues with Skype the day before. We've had a little bit of issues with Skype today, but we didn't have any issues when we taped with those guys. Thank God. Thank God. It was, it went perfect. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. Well, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to have a blast uh, with it. And, you know, we, we, we sure as shit did. Oh, one other thing I do want to mention, though. Yeah. Which I found interesting. We didn't talk about. Nobody drafted Crazy Nights. Yeah, that that, that is amazing. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, as usual. You know, you got four of us here. Forty songs. Tons of deep cuts. I mean, ton, I mean, ton, and and I mentioned it during the draft too. The entire Revenge album was drafted, with the exception of Car Jam, the instrumental. But. You know, a lot of those albums were kind of cherry picked, but we all took revenge. We, 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 and that, that, that proves, and Bruce loves that album. You could hear him raving about that album. Um, but yeah, Crazy Nights was a standout for, uh, un, in terms of undrafted songs. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that was the biggest one that shocked me. Yep. Because it was a hit on the radio a little bit. They played it on this tour on End of the Road. They played it. Yep. Um, it's the title track, there's a video for it. It's just I, in my opinion, the song's not that good, and to have four, one member of Kiss, a huge, three huge Kiss fans, and nobody took it. Yep, maybe, maybe, maybe we were onto something. So, anyways, I just thought that part was interesting, but you know, the other parts were, you know, the songs that were selected. I love that he he, he tipped his hat to Eric Carr and drafting Little Caesar. Yep. Um, I like the fact and Chris was I knew he'll take he was gonna take my way and I'll fight hell to hold you. Uh Heart of Chrome. And the, the one that I knew he was gonna get, and because it's just it was just one of those things that I, I, I if I had another pick, I'd probably take. I knew he was gonna steal turn on the night from me. I knew oh, yeah. yeah. And I let it go too long. And yep. uh that was kind of predictable. Um, but you know, fucking so much fun. It was, and it was funny too that that uh, excuse me that Jericho kind of knew about the uh, hot in the shade trifecta that you mentioned when you yep. took you took King of Hearts, I took Silver Spoon, and Jericho was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm no, sorry, no, he you, took you, you took you took you love me to hate you, yeah. I took Silver Spoon, he took King of Hearts, yes, it was a um, run on that, and then yep. how great was that, Bruce? Like, all right, that's the melody that the, the, the medley, excuse me, yes, that's the medley I'll do." Yep, and it was funny, and it was funny because as Bruce was saying that, he was actually writing down things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, please do it. So, yeah, so that so song kicks ass. So Zeus is for the first time actually starting to crawl inside my brain about the Kiss Cruise. 
Yes. So, so because after 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 sitting down with with Bruce and Chris, and that the fact that they Bruce, I'm sitting here going, and they were giving me shit about it. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, when we see you up there. We're gonna kick the title over. <laughs> gonna kick the shit out of me or throw me overboard or something because of my picks. I'm like, be, Tom, you gotta go. There's one be, more. There's a spot there for you, buddy. You gotta go. We got our good friend Steve from Potter Than Hell will be with us. Yep. We also have uh, Sonny's brother, Danny, will be with us. Yep. Oh, my God. It's, it, oh. I know. I know. We'll now, see. If I'm going to get COVID with somebody, let's be us together. <laughs> the COVID cruise. All right, let's go. <laughs> COVID cruise. The COVID kiss cruise. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, oh, man. I don't know, Tom. In closing, thank you. To Bruce Kulick, thank you to Chris Jericho, and thank you for you guys. You know, if this show was me and Tom and two of you, you know, as much as Chris may want to be a nice guy and Bruce too, they wouldn't be on the show. No. But Bruce made a point to say to us that we we are have a lot of interaction with him. He sees our fans always interacting with him. Chris says the same thing. Yep. Like you guys are what gets us Bruce Kulick on the show. You guys are what gets us Chris Jericho, a uh, Martin Popoff, a uh, Kerry Stevens, uh, Phil Schaus, and more. It's going to get bigger and better. So thank you guys for doing it because w- this was a team effort. I think this episode will live on. I think the interview was incredible. I think that you guys will enjoy this. And please share it. Post it, talk about it. Let's let this thing go viral because it, it was that good, in my opinion. Absolutely agree. Yep. Uh, we, we we said it earlier. We'll say it again. We thank you guys for uh, just keeping the show engaged and interacting, sharing, posting, retweeting, etc. And uh, and and get this one out here. You know, we want people to hear this. We want people to see the kind of guy that Bruce really is. They know it. But, uh, you know, we, we got a peek behind the curtain uh, and, and you guys got that same peek. So um, we hope you guys had fun with it. Yeah. And Chris as well. Absolutely. So, Tom, we usually end with a question. We got something. Yeah, we got one here. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase this one a little bit because it's it's a it's a good question. Okay. Uh, but, this, but this comes from uh, David Clark on email. And it's a question about album titles. Uh, so he says, sometimes the album titles seem to be pretty random. Sometimes they're after songs on the album, like Harder Than Hell, Creatures of the Night, Love Gun, Lick It Up. Sometimes they're completely unrelated. Some of them are iconic, like Dress to Kill and Destroyer. But other ones make no sense, like Animalize, Sonic Boom, whatever. So his question is, if you could change the title of one Kiss album, what would it be and how would you change it? Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Um, he kind of, you know, the first one top of my head is he kind of changed, you know, he mentioned it. Animalize is stupid. I yep. don't even get it. But, you know, it's one of those things where do you do you consider the fact that a title track, would you change Love Gun? Would you change Lick It Up? No. Creatures of the Night? Right. I don't know. I don't think I would change those. Uh, I think you got to stick with those. So if you go through the uh, the original six, you know, self-titled, uh, Hotter Than Hell, that's a fucking ballsy title. Um, Dress to Kill, it matches the cover. Yep. Right? Destroyer looks badass. It sounds, I'm a destroyer. 
And look at the fucking wasteland that they're on top of. Yep. Rock and roll over the circle, the faces, the image. Okay. Is I mean, dynasty's a great word. And before the album came out, that was a kiss dynasty. But exactly. by the time the album came out, I don't know. Oh, I know. What am I thinking? Unmasked is the what am I thinking? They weren't unmasked. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where I was going to lean towards. I mean, I think it was yeah. tongue in cheek as the as the cover, the comic book cover. Kind of, yeah, it's stupid. But, uh, you know, the other ones look, Animalize is the easy one to go to, uh, but it's the 80s, you know, Asylum. I honestly think we would said this before. We're not going to get into album covers. It, I do think, think my, they came up with Asylum because of Ginger Lynn's Asylum. Ooh, maybe. Wasn't that the same era? It's a, that was 85 or yeah, whatever, 86. I think honestly, we said this before. I'm not just talking about the album cover. I think Monster is just fucking lazy. I think it's a lazy album title. I think it's like, oh, we're Kiss, we're Monster. I just think, you know, I think Sonic. It's been a title of so many other albums. Well, that's the thing. There's nothing original about it. You know, Carnival of Souls, you know it's a Kiss album. Hot in the Shade, you know it's a Kiss album. Sonic Boom, it's a term. Maybe it's not a strong Kiss title. I mean, Psycho Circus, that's a, you know it's a Kiss album. You're not going to confuse it with any other band. Monster, it's just a generic one word. It's just a generic word. So that, honestly, I don't have really much good to say about Monster at all. So if I'm going to pile on, the artwork sucks. Most of the album sucks. The album title sucks. Yeah, I probably would stick with Unmasked. Save okay. it for when Lick It Up came out. Yeah, okay. Good one. But that's a we, that's a great question, and uh, we could spend way more time on that. But David, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Uh, that's a very thoughtful question, and we uh, we appreciate that, David. So thank you. Yeah, was was Christy Cannon's? Uh, in Asi- Gingerland's Asylum? First of all, it's Christy Canyon, like the Grand Canyon. Oh, but, I I thought thought it was- I, but I like your name. I like what you call her, Christy Cannons. That's <laughs> yeah, our friend Sonny Pooney's favorite. Hey, Sonny Pooney, what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> oh, that's mine too. Don't f- No, he likes all the diversity picks. <laughs> diversity <laughs> picks? <laughs> Diversity porn. Exactly. Exactly. He likes woke porn. (laughs) (laughs) Cannons. God. Anyway. um, So, yeah, uh, I I think that uh, people kind of got the episode. And um, Tom, where can they find us? Yeah, so as David found out, our uh, email address, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast, gmail.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to us with questions, comments, uh, episode ideas, whatever you want. Um, we'll re- we usually read them all on the air. Sometimes we'll respond on the email as well. Uh, our social media, we're on all those Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's where we're the most active. Uh, comment, reach out, tag us, you know, all that good stuff. You guys are part of the family, so stay involved with that. Uh, we are part of the great Pantheon podcast network, uh, over 40 different shows on that network, ranging from all different genres, some awesome shows there, and we're proud to be part of that family. And our show can be heard on all the big ones, Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, et cetera, t- every, pretty much every platform we're out there. And our Facebook group is shouted out loudcasters. We're at about 1,100 members right now, which is awesome. Uh, joining that group, it's one of the nice uh, non-toxic Facebook groups, pictures, articles, all that stuff. And, of course, our good buddy Ed from Click T 
tea shop click with a k click tea shop uh our buddy ed he designed our awesome show logo that you see and you can go to his website and buy amazing kiss inspired merchandise you can buy shout it out loudcast gear if you choose uh but he also has really awesome kiss nerd insider kind of graphics you know some stuff from kiss meets the phantom some stuff from wicked lester really really awesome stuff and it's not just t-shirts it's hats coffee mugs everything so check them out that's click with a k again holidays are coming up your kid the kiss fan in your life would love something from click t-shop so check out our buddy ed yeah and he's got some new graphic art photos you might be interested in yep and ed was also kind enough to do the uh this episode's photo the uh photo that you guys may have saw on social media to click on the episode so we thank ed tremendously a great guy he's got a great uh shop so please visit clicktshop.com and uh tom i always tell people they can always send us direct messages many of you guys do that you can send us messages on facebook instagram twitter wherever you like and please Continue following us. If you can subscribe to us, go to Spotify, iTunes, podchaser.com and give us one of those five star child reviews. And when you do that, it helps, uh, you know, get us to more of an audience and uh, get to get more people involved, which is what we want. More people talking about the hottest band in the land and the hottest podcast in the land kiss and shout it out loud cast so keep those five star child reviews coming we really appreciate it and uh please the emails the emails are always favored by us shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com and tom we always end this episode by uh you know famous last words what do you got another day another sorrow No today and no tomorrow. Try and wash away the shame. And you smile in your picture frame. Deep stuff. Uh, From Gene Simmons. From Kiss. This is Ace Fraley. (laughs) I didn't get to make this episode. But I just want to say out there to you, Kiss Army. Hey, rock on. Thanks a lot. Ace. (laughs) All right, Tom. So mine. And I got myself to lean on. Got both my feet on the ground. Beautiful. Tip of the hat to Bruce there on that one. Yep. Can't thank him enough. Bruce Kulik, Chris Jericho, my partner here, Tom. Shout it out loud, cast listeners and fans. Kiss Army, thank you for the 100 episodes. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Love you. Absolutely. Bruce, we can't thank you enough. Chris, again, thank you so much. Kiss Army, fans, listeners, thank you guys. You are part of this family and this 100th episode celebration is something for you guys to celebrate too. So thank you. And we hope you guys had a blast with this because we sure as shit did. Peace out, Girl Scout.